I have actually become friends with people on Instagram just because of their their Instagram like handle. Mm-hmm. Like I see a lot of people, and I'm just like, wow, that's someone that actually took some time, thought about and was it. Like I'm gonna have suck. There's somebody that follows me on Instagram. Her name is Shanimal, and Cute. I just think she's I just think she's a genius. <laughs> totally. Other I one, mean, my, my my guest on Sunday, uh, her handle is Chips with Rebecca. She reviews chips. She actually is I like a, a, a psychiatrist, a social worker, but okay. and she's like, oh, also on the side, I review chips. <laughs> like, fucking genius. Amazing pastime, amazing side hustle. But I think what is disappointing is when someone has. Oh, you're good. Okay, go like when someone has a very creative handle, but they themselves are actually not interesting or creative. That is Which like is, a wasted. But that's tag. A, but that's a real thing because I. But it's also a knowing who you are. Because you're like, obviously, all my posts are going to be stupid. So right. I got to bring people in with this handle. Right. Which is right. why mine is just Joe. You did great with that, <laughs> I Joe. dazzle people Absolutely. with my podcast content. <laughs> <laughs> you can do so much with Joe. Mighty Joe Young. Um, Joe. Joe Bags. Joey Bag of Donuts. Joey Bag of Donuts. Yeah, I like Joey Bag. That's what my wife calls me. Joey. I think that's how I'm in her phone. That Joey work. Bag of Donuts. We've never really grown up past not giving each other nicknames on our phone. Yeah, well, that's good. That means the love is still alive. It's still vibrant, yes. <laughs> still very much. Well, thanks for coming on a school night. <sighs> totally. Well, you know, when you're retired, as I call myself, technically every night is just fair game. You can do it every Yeah, I guess it is because you are not. You don't have like a nine to five. No, I'm free. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty I'm... sweet. I still have a nine to five. Yeah. Or... Yeah. 9.15 to 4.45. With is, a two-hour nap in between. Which is my basic example, yeah. <laughs> maybe some YouTube in between. Right. <laughs> so maybe not hours. necessarily a 9 to 5. No. Like a 9 to 11, then a break, then lunch, then a nap. So I uh, I came across yours. It was really, honestly, it was a Google search. Because I'm always looking for, like, Cleveland-based podcasts that are not sports, which is 90 Five percent of podcasts in Cleveland are support. There's nothing wrong with it. People obviously listen to them; they like them. But I don't yeah. really care what the Browns are going to do next year. And there's a lot to complain about with sports podcasts, so which is just sad. it turns into it, a lot of it turns into that. It just yeah. it turns into the if they just got a strong safety, I'm like that. They need more than that. Also, why am I still right. listening? Right, like stuff like that. I'm just I'm not, and I'm also honestly I'm not even that in the sports. To be perfectly honest, I like sporting events, but yeah, win or lose, I'm fine later that day i'm the same browns lose by 4 p.m i'm over it i'm already thinking about where can i get nachos absolutely um but yours is and i found a couple recently that i liked um and yours is uh also the the use of the word confetti also i I really really like i don't know why i read i was like i don't use that word enough And, Joe, uh, you need to add it into your everyday vernacular. I, I, I am adding words in, but they're not words that are helpful. Like I'm trying to bring like the words like bozo and like numb nuts and ding dong back. <sighs> you might have a hard time with that. Ding dong is a big part of my day. It's I a call a lot of people ding dong. Okay. My wife is a big fan of bozo. Mm. Uh, so she's working on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I like yours because I get to meet new people, not, you know, virtually meet new people, learn about people that I n- normally would not have come across. And, uh, which is a lot of people, some people I yeah. didn't know, some people I did not, but then be able to kind of like listen to some of those discussions, some of those topics. And you have a very, you do something that I cannot do is that you actually have like a, almost like a monologue at the beginning of your episodes. Yes. Before you actually get in. I could not do that. Why? It would be absurd. 
<laughs> I'd be like, is it the ADHD or what? I have a, I do have a, I do have a very, uh, I have an undiagnosed because I grew up in the '80s where we weren't allowed to talk about it, and then the '90s <laughs> we still weren't allowed to talk about it. So mine's undiagnosed. I have a very bad case of attention. Like I can't pay. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> now we're back, and we're back. But I'm very bad at that. I, I, I do have a, a. It's a problem that I, I know I have. Like I'll be at work on a, like on a call. And I'll just be like, I wonder, yeah, yeah, they do have the best wings. I'm saying this to myself. <laughs> and then so I'm like, Joe thoughts, I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, let's circle back. And then I just use buzzwords to kind of get me out of it. Joe, you could create a brand just around that. It would be like, remember that Twitter account, like, shit my dad says? That would be you. Shit that Joe thinks and then sometimes says out loud. It's horrifically useless. I have so much information that I cannot monetize <laughs> all the time. So sad. I'm so, I mean, I do think I do have a gift where I can, I, you can put me in a room and give me a topic and I can just talk about it. I'm not nervous or anything. I don't really care. Yeah. Um, you know, this speeches live, like, uh, the live show I did, like my wife, she kind of almost fucked it up for me before the, the live podcast, like a month ago, she's like, are you nervous? I'm like, I don't think so. She's like, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like, what am I going to talk about? Oh, no. But I don't really play, like I don't plan this stuff either. I'm like, yeah. I think once I go, I'll be fine. I just needed, I needed to get the first joke out of the way, and then as soon as I, I don't, I don't even remember what I said. I walked up, said something, everyone laughed. I was like, I'm fine, I don't care. That's totally. Fine. That's all I needed. Yeah. I needed that, but I don't know what I said, and I didn't plan it. But those are the best conversations, and that's what I love about running, running a confetti filled life is that I always have kind of. 10 questions that I want to ask. And it's usually just about the process and how someone got started. But then when it takes a completely separate path, I, that's my favorite part. So it's almost like the ADHD of an interview or a conversation is like where the magic is. Oh, well, you're going to love this. Because <laughs> I do have questions I want to ask. Okay. I might not get, I'll probably just message you later. Like, here's what I forgot to ask you. This will be because a five hour interview. And this has happened a couple, I've had one on here. I have my buddy, Brett, Who's one of the the, the guys that started uh, Good Company? Oh, okay. Um, which I love. Mm -hmm. I don't think we mentioned Good Company the entire time <laughs> because he was a lot like me. Yeah. He came on and that shit just got away from me. Yeah. We just started talking about how he used to be an au pair and like you know how many beers he's had, which was like nine. It, it was it just it really just got <laughs> away and then he left and I'm like thanks for coming and I guess check out Good Company, which we never talked about. I love that. But it is what it is. Yeah. But no, I do want to I do want to go back to like the 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 the, the monologues that you do. I, and I'm calling them a monologue. I don't yeah. Know if that's the right. Basically, you're just kind of kicking things off, but you're almost segueing into the episode, but also kind of giving your personal thoughts on what is about to be discussed. Yeah. Which I really like a lot. Thank you. Um, and I like it because I can't do it, but I, I like it because of that. You're almost prefacing, you're almost setting the tone for, I'm going to have this person on. And we're going to talk about this, but you don't even do that. Yeah. First, you just talk for a little while, and then it turns into also that kind of brings me to my next guest, which is a really well done, and I really, really like it. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. It's, uh, I. It, it's this is this is like again my ADHD off topic, but I went to a yoga class this week, and this yoga instructor was saying she sets a theme for every single class. So this theme was new beginnings, and she's knew there were people in the class who were new moms or newly married, okay. moved into a new house. 
And so she starts talking about that, about why, you know, you should lean into that and think about set your intention for what this new, you know, phase of your life is. And after class, I told her I just connected with that so much and thanked her for bringing it up. And she's like, do you know why you connected with it or why you all – because I told her that she always says the things I need to hear in every class. And she said – it's because we're all going through the same shit. Yeah. Like you can connect, you can tie it into anything. And so I going back into why I like to just talk about what's going on in my life and segue that into my weekly guest is because somehow, some way, there is that connection to where someone else is going through the same thing or maybe they're, they've had that on their mind or even if it's just talking about like a Bravo show because I'm a huge Bravo-aholic. But it's... Like those are the things that I think people connect with the most. I agree. You, I mentioned that I listened to like I think six or seven episodes, and in those, in those, I, I took a lot away from what you were saying, especially at the beginning. That that's actually I I hate saying it. No disrespect to your guests, but I remembered more at the beginning than I did with the guest content. Wow. You said something in your the the most recent release, which I think is. I mean, about as astute, and I think people are finally coming around to it, is that the people you work with are not your family. Mm. People will say this shit to you at work all the time. Like, well, we'll do it. Hey, we're a family. Like, no, we're fucking not. No. We are not a family. We are people that are paid to be in the same room together. That's it. Mm. We get along. Just, I'm not saying we don't get along. I'm not saying I don't even, I'm not even saying I don't like you. Yep. But I am saying is that if I got fired tomorrow and I needed financial help, yeah. you wouldn't help me. That's not you're not a you're, you, that's not a family. No, I even have friends that I have met at work that I am still two friends with to this day who I do consider friends, but we don't work together anymore. Yeah, like the person that you know my my direct report or the person that reports to me, they're not my family. No, they're not. They're not my family. And, and that, you that one stuck with me. I was like, I'm glad someone said that because I hate hearing that at work. It is such a we're a lot of swear, right? It's a mind fuck that was designed a hundred years ago to get you to buy into this idea that you are giving your time to something bigger than yourself. And it's I actually just had this conversation with someone. Do you know why people don't stay and why companies have no problem fucking over their employees? Because pensions don't exist anymore. No one has to stay. No one has to pretend to care. And it's it goes both ways. So as an employee. I don't have to pretend to care about this grand mission that you made up in marketing. And as the CEO of a company, I don't have to pretend to care that you have four mouths to feed at home because they don't. And it's a sad thing, but what it, I think the positive of it, and that's my, that is my whole, like, you know, the center of my life is like, how can we find the lesson? How can we turn something from a negative into a positive? The positive is you don't gain agency from a fucking job or like no. what you help someone do. Your agency is like, are, do you exist? Are you cool? Are you good at some things? Are you, are you funny? Are you bad at others? Like, that's what makes you valuable. Like, not, what someone says you are. Yeah. You know what I tell people? Like, when I leave, if somebody, if I do a presentation, I get an email from my boss saying, hey, great job. Yeah. I don't go upstairs and I tell my wife, like, hey, they like my presentation. Yeah. If they give me a raise, I run upstairs and I tell my wife, I got a raise. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, that's, and I think that's, I just, I don't, I don't, I've always been annoyed by that. And I've, I yeah. think someone at every job I've had, has told me that. And I haven't had a lot of jobs. I was at one job for 12 years. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I haven't I haven't really bounced around to a lot, but 
Um, I have, yeah, I mean, I, I've gone through this twice. Uh, once I definitely got laid off for sure, like most of us did in 2020. Yeah. And then another one, I didn't get laid off, but I got the feeling, I already knew they were laying people off and they're like, we can give it's you like a package, time. you know, if you want, if you're not happy. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, I've been here long enough, 12 years, I get 12, okay, I'll take the package because I, yeah. I also was two episodes deep into my next job. Yeah. Two uh, uh, interviews deep, I'm sorry. <laughs> into my next Amazing. job, I was like, this is safe. And I ended up getting yeah. paid, double paid for a certain amount of time. Ooh, that's the way to do it. But uh, yeah, I, at no t- point when I was just like, I can't believe I'm leaving my family. I was like, fuck off, oh, I'm gone. Oh, right? And yeah. that's what I... At, I've talked to my friends who have everyone's been either through the riff of 2020 or just been fucked over by their job. It's like, do you think anyone cares? Did you ever say like, oh, I'm really going to miss, you know, Auntie Millie and HR? No, no, no one cares because it's not real. It's made up. It's and like, also, that's not an indictment. You don't have to miss them. Yeah. It's just into the the reason you don't miss them is because they're not your fucking family. Yeah. It's just they're just not. Yeah. And you owe it to yourself to go out and find something that feels good, that makes just you personally feel like you're growing or acquiring skills or whatever. But it's nice if you have a couple friends. Yeah. But you don't need it. The in 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 kind of circling back to the uh, uh confetti filled confetti filled life. Yes, there's a lot also, of F's. <laughs> also, it's a bit of a tongue twister, but I do like it. Um and you also refer to the people that listen to it as your the confetti tossers. Yes, my confetti tossers. And I'm sorry, admit this is where the juvenile part of me comes out. Is that I'm pretty sure tossers is an English derogatory term. Oh tell yeah. me more. No, I don't know. It's like someone's just like, Oh, he's a tosser. Oh I'm almost Should we look this up? This mm. sounds like something that you heard in Bridgerton and then are bringing it into If I movie. heard it, it wasn't on Bridgerton. <laughs> it was on like Lockstock. Oh, come or, on. Or, or Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. I probably heard it there. <laughs> or like Snatch, one of the Guy Ritchie movies. Well, I'm almost I, positive it is. I will have, should we, I'm Googling this ahead, right tosser. now. Is tossers a derogatory term? Because. I think it's in, in England. I think it is. Okay, let's see who's going to win this. What will it say? Okay, this is this is what it says. It says the expression tosser is especially associated with the slang of British English, as well as the varieties of English it's influenced around the world, including Irish and Australian English. It's especially used as an insult for men. <gasps> Among familiars, tosser can also be used in a self-deprecating or friendly way. Yeah. So okay. if we are looking for the positive there, it says friendly. Yes. Which I will use that adjective. Instead of well, it's derogatory. Like, it, it, it can also be self-deprecating, too, and I do that. Right. I'll do something like, oh, my God, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just be like, oh, I'm such a fucking tosser. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, now I'm going to start calling my husband that. Tossa. Like, yeah. But only with a British accent. No, it's the only way it, it works. It doesn't work any other way. Yeah. Like, it's, like yeah, it, it doesn't work. Like, there are, yeah. there are things that, that people in England can do and say, and then get away with it because it sounds cooler with the accent. Right. We say it, it's way harsh. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I obviously, I'm not going to say it, but there's that C word that they use a lot. Oh, my gosh. But for some yes. reason, when they say that, like, in Britain, you're like, fuck yeah. We, say, we hear it here. That's a room stopper. I know. Do you know, do you watch... Um, Ted Lasso. Yeah. So I just saw this interview that I 
Brett Goldstein, I think that's the name, who plays Roy Kent. Yeah. And he said Brilliant. the same thing. He, they were asking him, what's your favorite swear word? And he's like, well, I can't say it in America because it's so it profane. It but he's like, I just call my friends that in England. Yeah. So, yeah. That that cuts. Does it a show. That, that destroys a room here. Yeah. In England, it's just normal. It's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. To each their own. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, okay. So, From confetti so to the so C word. Back. <laughs> <laughs> this has taken a turn, Joe. Confetti is a C word. Confetti is a C word. That's what we'll call the Yes, episode. it is. Love that. Um, so you started this in 2018, correct? Yes. But then you circled back and it kind of fell off or whatever reason. Yeah. And then so, you started back up June yeah. of 2022. Yes. And I'll commend you on this because this is, I think this is hard. I think podcasting in general is not terribly difficult. The The difficult thing in podcasting is kind of sticking with it. It's yeah. kind of staying. Like, you know, someone will just be like, oh, God, I'm like six episodes in, I'm not viral. I'm like, yeah, you got to build an audience. Yeah. Ding dong. But you have to kind of keep going. And ever since you've really kind of kicked it off, with the exception of a week here and there, you're weekly. Like, you you put yeah. out a an episode consistently. And since you're guest heavy, I feel your pain. I know what that's like. You yeah. have to have a guest, a content scheduled, and then put it out each week. So... I yeah. commend you for that because I, I do know you. what that's like. It's it's a lot of time for me, and that was part of my break. So my journey to podcasting, what I loved about it so much is that when I started, I was listening to all these cool podcasts. So um, Girl Boss Radio was really big at the time, and so Sophia Amoroso had this huge podcast. She ended up selling it for like tens of millions of dollars, and I was listening to how I built this, and I was – like loving all these stories. This is back in 2018. I thought these people are normal people. These are people that just work their asses off and made a really good pretzel and like built it into this billion dollar pretzel company or like, you know, I mean, some people were technology, you know, startups that grew into billion dollar companies, sure. but like a lot of these people were normal. So I'm listening to all these stories and I'm like, I can freaking do that. I got to do something. I'm dot my mentally dying at my day job. I've sold, I sold sale or I sold software for so, so many years. And so then I started a food truck. I started a restaurant and, and I'm still working full time at this point. And then I'm doing my podcast and I'm like, just overwhelmed, you know, so I'm doing too much. But what I did is I used it as my fire starter, my podcast in 2018 to meet people who were doing the things that I wanted to do. So I would get inspired. And then it really took off. And then after a couple of years, things started kind of, I left my job, things were at my day job, things were kind of, you know, chilling out and getting back to baseline. And I thought I need to, I, I personally needed to have that feeling back of engaging with people, feeling more connected, you know, because it's, again, going back to the, an office, when you're working in an office, you're not really having these existential conversations or these ones that are like, connect you as a human but you do as a podcast like we've been here for what two hours and we're like I know so much about you and I love yeah. these conversations because I feel like I don't know it just makes me feel a certain way and so I wanted that back completely agree and it's fun it's funny you mentioned that too because I had a very similar conversation maybe three days ago where a, a, a friend of mine texted me and another friend of ours that we, we talked to pretty consistently. And he was like, honestly, work-wise, I'm just kind of checked out. I, I, I'm not I'm not thinking I'm ever going to be this level on the corporate ladder and I'm okay with it. I don't really care. It's yeah. just, he's, like, he's like, my ambition is gone. And I'm, mm. like, I'm like, one, I, I understand that thought. 
And but I'm like, but that's also why I do the things I do outside of work. Yeah. So I don't just turn into a a work, eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep, which is kind of what my my schedule is. But I'm like, you gotta have hobbies. Yeah. You gotta have something else outside of that. Because especially now, I yeah. mean, and this is we'll get into this in a second, but like, you know, you think about it now, like if everyone most people are working remotely. Um can you imagine being single, working remotely all day, every day? No. I mean, it's you you need interactions with people. Again, I'm not talking about the people at work and they're going to turn into your family. Yeah. You just have to interact with somebody. You have to. It's – I can't – I mean, I, I, I worry for 23, 24-year-olds that, you know, in the pandemic, came out of school, got yeah. a job working remotely, still aren't going into work and – you know, I, I'm I I don't I like working remotely. I don't mind going to the office. I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah. If I had to go in, I'd be fine. But I think that's a disaster for young people that aren't interacting with people. It, yes. It, it, especially when you factor in like then like dating shit, where dating is very non-interactive anymore because it's just apps and shit. Yes. I, it's just so that, transactional. It's so you like go the all vulnerability week and never is see gone. See face to face. Yeah. You know that's not. That's not good for a young person's development, and yeah. whether anyone wants to admit it or not, a 22, 23-year-old is not mentally developed. They're not. They're no. just not. And it's the same as anything else in life. It's like just a – is it a process of – I guess not a process of elimination, but almost just like you you got to start somewhere and build upon that. So if you're not engaging with coworkers or you're not dating consistently or you don't have a big group of friends, how are how the fuck are you going to know yourself? How are you going to know what part you play, you know, or what people get nerve. I think people get unnerved when they say about like, uh, when they talk about like, well, you're not dating enough or not doing this because, because dating, dating is, you know, the, the, the logical part of dating that everyone is sex. Yeah. But people don't understand like somebody that doesn't, doesn't go on a date for a year or two years. Like that is mentally draining. Totally. You start becoming just a shell of yourself. And then you're, then that's when the anxiety yeah. and the depression, all these things come because like you haven't had physical interactions, connections with anybody. Yeah. And you're just sitting there fucking doing nothing. Yes. And then factor in you're working from home all the time. It goes I the mean, same for friends too. Yes. I mean, I have friends that aren't, going out and meeting new friends or going into new groups. And that's scary too. It's, I mean, you know, it's hard to meet people as an adult. It's, yeah, it is. How do you meet a friend as an adult? You start have to a like. Podcast. Yeah, start a that's podcast. Yeah. Start a podcast. Number one. I never thought I would make a friend yes. after 40. And I've made several. I've done it because of this. Because I'm like, who I have in my life is who I have in my life. And then totally. the podcast. And then I've made actual friends. That is brilliant. Absolutely. But that stuff is like you have to put yourself out there. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be yeah. a person who's just kind of open hearted in that sense. And it might sound lame, but it's true. You it's very you true. invite people into your home, you invite them, you know, to sit down with you for a couple hours. That takes some balls that a lot of people don't have. So it's amazing that you do. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, well, you do the same thing. You, you, you're talking to someone really kind of cold. I'm assuming you don't know these people very well or at yeah. all. When you Most talk of to them, them know. Yeah. Same for yeah. me. Like people come over here. I meet them for the first time. Yeah. I turn this on and we start talking. I, I, I have some people that I do know a little bit or, or vaguely know or is referral. So we have like a friend of a friend. But for the most part, I don't know the people that come over. Yeah. So, but, but you, yeah, you need that. And I think I can. I'm a 22 year old me couldn't do this. I agree. But because because I had to build on my social skills, which took 
Yeah. So long. <laughs> and they wouldn't have done very well if I was yeah. sitting in my house or my apartment Alone. or my parents' house probably, yeah. you know, for days and weeks and months at a time. I, I, I yeah. got worse. Don't you feel like podcasting has made you better in so many ways, though? Not even just that you're kind of brave enough to talk to somebody, but just I that think it's taught differently. you so many things. I, oh, I've learned a lot. Yeah. What do you think? Tell me what you're like, where you feel like you've grown the most. Well, I, I I think just seeing other people other people's point of view. Not that I didn't care about their point of view, yeah. But I think seeing like a, a deeper version of that. Mm. Um, you know, just on Sunday or two Sundays ago, yeah, two Sundays ago, um, I had on uh, my buddy Ken Schneck from uh, the Buckeye Flame, who's what I mean, he's the best example of. He came over here, you know, to do an episode, and we've become friends. He did the live show with me. We just text at night just about dumb shit yeah he really he got me into the west wing and like we're talking we talk about buffy the vampire he's just a friend Ooh, of mine now and cool. so he comes over. he's been on like 12 times he'll just come on and guest host with me a lot he's a beautiful guy he comes over and then our friend uh, our new friend that we never met rebecca comes over and we're talking about that whole bud light fiasco okay and then they both ken working with the buckeye flame is very in, in tune with what's going on with you know like the, the the transgender laws and things like that and these are things that i don't know yeah i didn't know how long cuz there there's a, a a misconception out there that a high school an 18 year old high school kid can just one day be like i'm a girl and then go compete against girls and mm-hmm. that, I didn't know. I'm like, I'm like, I think that's true. People say that shit all yeah. the time. And then they walked me through exactly what it takes to one transition, which is like a year and a half mm-hmm. with, you know, talking to a psychiatrist and then surgery, whatever, all these other different things. Yeah. And then if you want to compete in sports, it's like another year with o- a, uh, with the OHSAA. Okay. So it's not an overnight thing. I'm like, fuck, I didn't know any of I this. Did, I wouldn't have either. And then Ken's like, and then all we're talking about, he's like, in the state of Ohio are six people. Six people that have transitioned that want to play sports. And I'm like, we are spending a lot of time talking about something that is not really impacting very many people. Yeah. Just six people. Six people just want to play sports. That's it. It is that is crazy. Actually, we were t- my husband and, and I were talking about that. Since then, I've actually cited too. that twice to people who mentioned. I'm like, you know what? Actually, in Ohio, it's literally only six kids. I didn't know this. I just found it out. Yeah, and it's crazy that. I mean, I think my my political view is all that everything is just a distraction. It's like it's agreed. It's the government is run like a corporation. It's the same thing. The government is not your family. Don't expect them to pick you up when you're down. Don't expect them no. to come to give you um you know social security benefits. I don't think uh, we'll ever see that. So uh, it's not looking I likely. Think, I but maybe you and I might get some. Maybe anyone that's like. 20, like, anyone below 30 is not getting any social security benefits. Yeah. It's going to be gone. Yeah. Um, I just don't see that happening. No. Um, and I think it's, I think it's going to get a lot worse for, for the, they're going to endure more than, um, than we had to. And, and then you're looking at some of the things switching up now. One of the ones I just saw, uh, was that now having a good credit score, you're going to get penalized. <laughs> That's what oh, they're I saw up. a headline for that, and I didn't read it. But Essentially what it means is you're going to subsidize people that have lower credit scores. Now, I, I, I'm fine helping people. That's fine. Yeah. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. But this is where people start getting upset with specifically people on the left side. Yeah. Because they're just like, you're punishing me for doing the right thing. I don't get yeah. this. Um, I mean, so, it's yeah, just like it's, how it's tax like rates are. And Absurd. I mean, I had a really, I'll say when I worked in corporate America, I was very 
fortunate in the career that I had, like was making six figures super early, worked in sales. But I figured that out. Oh, if I make this much amount of money, you don't have to pay into Social Security more. I was like, that'll be my goal every year. Like, then I fucking (laughs) love that. So figured that out. Or, um, But then as I started making even more money, I'm like, oh my God, literally it feels like 50% of my of my oh total earnings are gone so it's the same thing it's like the more you make the more you have to pay the higher your tax rate gets so it's the same thing it's like (laughs) it's uh, is there equity that ever exists i don't know Uh, i don't know also equity depends it's gonna vary state by state yeah it really is like like some people have different it just just depends because cost of living is is jet you know like when i was a I don't know. I've talked to a lot of people, young and old, about it. And young people are like, what should I do? I'm like, the only advice I can give to younger people is do not live beyond your means. Ugh. Which was a pro- – I know people that yes. that were like house poor. They love buying like this big, beautiful house and then that was it. And I'm yeah. just like, you don't – like, I mean, I have a three-bedroom house right now. Until recently, we had one room that we had not gone in in nine months. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, Same. baby room. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but that's we don't need it. There's only two people in this house. Yeah, we're in the we're in our our bedroom, the bathroom. I'm down here when I work, and then that I mean, I know we we didn't even need a three bedroom house. I know people like <gasps> the idea of that, but you don't need it, and it's no. And but that's a thing that I think you just have to kind of grow up and understand. Like it's it's better to have. It's better to live like in a nice house that you like and kind of enjoy and yeah. have some extra money to do trips and shit like that. I mean, there's there was a really sobering, kind of scary uh, stat that I, I there were two of them. One was I think something like only twenty percent of Americans, if needed to, could scrape together fifteen hundred dollars for an emergency. That's terrifying. It's terrifying, really. That that really is something, and you're like, I mean, that's there's a lot of factors that go into that, but yeah. that's gotten worse. And again, obviously, inflation's a, a, a big part of that. Wages, college. I mean, what college costs now is fucking. Absurd. It's insane. It's it, every. We will be priced out of everything. And so when you were saying, if anyone asked advice of like what to do, I completely agree. That's the only anyone, thing I can tell them. I just watched of, a yeah. show on Netflix called How to Get Rich. Have you seen it? I know of it, but it's seen it. so good. Everyone should watch it because what it it summarizes exactly what you just said. And everyone that you think are ballers are fucking liars. Most and have of them are credit lying. cards. A lot of them are lying and are in so much debt that they probably can't find their way out of. And so I think it's, well, one, okay, this all ties back. I'm going to tie this all back. So I'm thinking about it now. You're in my ADD world. That (laughs) we're talking about your company is not your family. And you have an obligation to yourself to always financially protect yourself. That starts with your ideas about money, how you live, how, what you value. Like if, why do you value a big house? Like what is it? does it make you feel any better than a small house? Like, what does it give you? And if you make a valid argument to yourself, then find a way to finance this big house. Otherwise... Keep in mind that big house, you just have to clean more rooms. Oh, I know. And find (laughs) shit to fill it with, which, like, then you're going to Facebook Marketplace because you can't afford our house. how much a chair costs. (laughs) Chairs are $300. Yeah. Ain't no lazy boy going in that house. I'll tell you that. furnishing seven rooms. It gives me anxiety. But... I think about that same thing is like that's the advice you and and you owe it to yourself to be make decisions that are rooted in like what you really, really want. I completely agree. Yeah, I don't know. When I think about things like uh, 
like I, because I don't want to give anyone really advice. I'm just like, but that that's You're like I don't know. <laughs> that's the only yeah. I'm fucking it up now too. But that's the only universal thing that I can think of. Yeah, it, stuff like that is the. I understand the well. The, there's a couple things like like just don't live beyond your means, and then like little stuff. Everyone should have acorns on their phone. Oh yeah, acorns is one that any. I, I bet you I right now I have close to nine hundred bucks in there because. Not because I'm saving for something specific, but when yeah. something comes up, like if my wife and I are just going to be like, hey, you know what? I want to go do this. This comes up like, great. We have it. Our no, our, our bills are not yeah. interrupted. Don't have to run up a credit card, even though we already have with this baby. <laughs> Same thing with like, I'm like, also like if you have a job that is bonuses, ignore your bonus. Yeah, your they bu- don't exist. Your budget yeah. is your salary. Bonuses are just that. That's what's called a bonus. Yeah. Don't be like, well, I'll pay my water bill with my bonus like that's stupid don't count on that yeah bonuses is is, is is money you were not planning on everything should be budgeted around what your salary or your hourly wages are yeah that i mean it's just i don't know it's just simple stuff like that like, I that, that i that was kind of instilled in me but i mean like i i can't tell you what to invest in i, I don't yeah. know I, I don't know these things but i can tell you simple stuff like that a you know a uh, a reliable car that you know is not going to break down is way better for you than a really nice looking car that will always break down. Yeah. And they don't really need like, what are you going to do with a two seater? You know, you just have one friend or, you know, like one person, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's it's stuff like that. It's but yeah. I mean, but that's hard to explain to a a twenty three year old. Like I gotta yes. go out. You like I see all these ding dongs going down to Forward Nightclub. I've been down there and I bought one drink and I was like, we're fucking leaving. <laughs> I've this seen is enough. so dumb. <laughs> How much was that? I know. I remember when I was like twenty four and I had been to Vegas and we had gone. We're, so this trip we went to Miami Beach and I'm like, I don't know. We're in Florida. Like I just think Florida is normal, but I'd never been to Miami. And sh- when we were ordering drinks at the pool, we're staying at Fountain Blue. Like some someone got a Groupon or like that's how we could afford it. I don't even know. So. We order a drink at the pool bar, and she's like, oh, do you want this drink, which I swear is a Dixie cup, which was $25? She's like, or do you want the double, and the double's $45? I'm like, for one drink? That blew my mind. But then, of course, that's how I got into credit card debt from that shit. (laughs) I never thought about it, you know? I had a a similar experience in Miami. Yeah. My first time to Miami, um, I was there for a work trip. And uh, so I, I, a lot of our stuff was kind of like our, our room and everything and food that was good. But yeah. like your drinks were on your own. I'm like, that's all right. I can pay for my drinks. Yeah, that's easy. I went down to the pool and I ordered four beers for me, my wife, my buddy, and my friend. Yeah. And it was like $87. And <gasps> they came over and told me that. And I was like, no, no, no. I just wanted the four. Just I want four, four. Modellos. They're like, yeah, $87. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you can put it on this card. You will not be getting a tip. <laughs> And if you don't Which know why, go too, fuck yourself. Because it's like every, you're working in a service industry doesn't mean that just because you're a bartender means you would buy a $18 beer. But um, so it sucks for them. But it's just it's bullshit. It's like, come on, you're throwing in the same kind of liquor. Or you're buying the same price beer from a distributor as anyone up here. And you're just jacking it up. That is you so know? dumb. I was like, I hated Miami. Yeah. I did. There was a there was a place outside Miami called Wynwood. Mm. It was like beautiful. Best place. That's where I, I tell I, everyone to go there. I found that like my second to last day there. I was like, fuck, I wish I'd found this four days ago. And dive bars, like just fun vibe. Whiskey no, I've bars, never been anywhere gra- like the, it. The graffiti art all over the yeah. place. 
I mean, I was like, fuck, oh, this is where I found a brewery down there. I think it was called Vera, Vera Cruz. Okay. Either way, beautiful. Great food. I was totally like, agree. this is where I should have spent every day, but I didn't know it existed. Yes. And I wish I'd gone down there. If yeah. I do, ever went back to Florida or Miami, which I don't think I will. Um, but if I do, I'm staying in Wynwood. That's and I'm yeah. staying there the whole time. Yeah, Airbnb I'm a there, big fan. There. I totally agree with you. And it's like the other thing is back to the money conversation. It's like buy yourself experiences. Like you, yeah, no, nobody wants to pay eighty dollars for four beers. But sometimes when you go try it out, and you know that exists. It's like, well, I know I don't want to do that. Like that's how you learn what yeah, you like, where an, you want to yeah. go. You're investing in an experience. That's, that's fun. That's, that's very much an experience. Yeah. Like, okay. I kind of know know what not to do. Yeah, I know, you know I hate and this. And then you, know, you got to travel around because then you can find other cities that maybe people don't know are really, really awesome to go yeah. to. You know, like I've always th- – there's a North Carolina, uh, Wilmington. It's a beautiful city. Okay. It's a really cool on the water, super not expensive, but it's a great place to kind of just hang out. Uh, I think people know about it, but Savannah is also another beautiful place. Okay, yeah. I've never but been then there. obviously everyone likes to go to, they want to go to California, they want to go to New York. Mm-hmm. I like New York. I have been there like eight times. But yeah. man, by the end of my four days, I'm like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. It's a lot. Senses are on overload. Yeah. And I was just at the Cavs game last night, and I had the most annoying Knicks fan sitting behind me. <laughs> Horrible, Joe. And so that is my complaint is I love the city, but I think sports fans wise, no. I've had enough. I've gone to Yankee Stadium when formerly Indians played the Yankees and I was like, this is terrible. I like it. I do have fun, but I, yeah. I don't it's so hard to get places. Like you, oh, you, you think you, you kind of just have to like for me, I think it's hard. Okay. Like I I get I, being here. Like if I want to go from here to Tremont, it's ten minutes. If I want to go yeah. from Brooklyn to Soho, it's like two hours. Ooh, but don't you love the puzzle of public I transportation? I do and I don't. Like I Ugh. hate it, but at the same time when I find out where I'm going, I'm like, I am yeah. a fucking genius. Same. There is no bigger Girl Scout badge that I want in my life more than conquering public transportation in new cities. That is by far one of my favorite things it's to like do. It's like a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Some of them are so confusing. Yeah. And I'm like, every time I, like, when I'm in New York, I'm like, F train, R train, red, yellow, blue. Yeah. What fucking dummy put this together? <laughs> and was he just sitting there just getting drunk, just like, I can't believe Brilliant. people are letting me do this. It's <laughs> so comp- it's so simple and complex at the same time that I just love it so yeah. much. I, I do, too. I do yeah. Too. And I do. It's a sense of a comp. Thank God my wife is very good at that. Yeah. She can figure it out. I, I would be like, I'm just staying here. It takes it takes in the couple or in in a couple, and I don't know how you and your wife are. There has to be a an alpha planner, and there has to be a beta fish that just goes along That's with exactly what it is. what our dynamic is. I don't give the a only shit. way marriage works, in my opinion. I don't. I don't. It's everything for us. Like dinner, I don't really care. Okay, you know, it's not that she's picky, but well, she's picky now, but rightfully yeah. so. But I mean, it's I don't. I'm like I can pretty much find something anywhere. I don't really care that much. Okay. Um, so I'll be all right no matter what. So just pick shows. Okay. I kind of don't really care to to an extent. Um, I do tap out of shows a lot quicker than she does. Okay. Um, but I'll just kind of keep it to myself. <laughs> what do you What do you feel like you dislike or where you are like? Oh, I have an opinion about this. Um, I, probably like bigger decisions. Like okay. Like, 
and not that we argued about the names or anything like that. I mean, ultimately, we both have to like them. But yeah. you know, there was a you know there was one where that she picked out and was like, I like this one. And then two weeks later, when I finally got on board, she's like, I don't like it anymore. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's just bigger decisions. Like, like yeah. I, I think she had mentioned just in passing, like, we may need a bigger house. I'm like, we don't need a bigger house. Like, uh, yeah. that's where I'm like, now I'm going to get involved. <laughs> you know, you want to pick where we have spaghetti, that's fine. But yeah. I'm going to get more involved. Now in, you're putting your beta do fish need, foot down. Yeah. When we're starting to talk about a couple hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> I'm going to pay a little bit more attention. <laughs> That's how my husband is. He doesn't have an opinion about much, which yeah. is why we work so well, because I'm very opinionated and I like to do things. And he did too, but he says that. Can you turn that a little bit? Like this? Yeah. No, the other way. Okay. The other way. Like so this. it's in front of you. Yeah, Got yeah. it. Better? You're good. Um, is when we first met. He had only been on an airplane like twice, but <laughs> I love to fly or I love to travel. So we've been like, I don't know, dozens of places together. And that's just what I like. She got and me he goes along with it. Travel, she got me traveling a lot more. It's fun. Yeah, it is. I, I didn't realize. I'm like, God, I wasted so many years just not doing that. He says that too. But I, yeah. uh, I, I did. She got me just going to, I mean, I've been all over the place now. A lot of, we just, well, there was like 10 years straight. We just picked a city that we hadn't been to and yes. we'd go there for like a long weekend. We were, we did that a lot. Still will. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't really like music festivals because I don't like a lot oh, of people. I don't okay. like crowds. I actually kind of hate them. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, we went to, uh, Nelsonville Music Festival, which I had a blast. At. Oh, fun! And uh, Austin City Limits, we went to, which I had a blast. Okay. Um, because I was, I was like, I just don't think I'm gonna enjoy it. There's too many fucking people. Austin City Limits is put on perfectly. Okay. Even for people that don't like crowds, is it because it's spread out yes, or what's it's okay. perfectly? It's done perfectly. Okay. It really is. I haven't been to too many big festivals like that, but yeah, uh, like Bourbon and Beyond, we've been to a couple times too. Heard but that's awesome. Austin City Limits is. But great lineups too. Like when we yeah. went, it was it was the Cure, which I love. Okay, Guns and Roses, which I love. Childish Gambino, Tame Impala. Oh, that's cool. So it, it was a great lineup too. But I mean, it was you didn't you you were not required to be in a crowd. You just okay. weren't like you can enjoy it and still walk around. It was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's like fun. That. See, like something totally different that it's not like you'd go by yourself. But when you have a partner, that's like yeah, let's go, yeah, let's go yeah, check yeah, it yeah, out. That's sure. cool. Um, I did have a question circling back. To, yeah, circling back to confetti. Let's circle it back. How do you pick guests? Um, I pick them by what I'm most interested in, which is funny that you were just talking about the finance piece because, for anyone that's listening, I would really love to talk to someone who dumbs down finance, personal finance, and can give tips and tricks to somebody who, um, is all walks of life really, like no matter where you are, where can you start to have more financial freedom, feel like that your financial health is is better. I just, it's funny you say that. I just put out a story like two days ago that I wanted, in a similar fashion, that yeah. I wanted to talk to somebody that is experienced in the finance, but to talk more about kind of the state of people's finances now. Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, There's another podcast out there. His name is Caleb Hammer. Okay. I highly recommend because it's exactly kind of what we were just talking about. Okay. In a more extreme you know, when you have like the people that say the reason that people are struggling with money is inflation, the reason people are struggling is because of of, of price gouging. Yeah. And then other people are like, well, the reason is because you're bad with money. This is the bad with money one. Okay. <laughs> and it's fucking brilliant. He will have people, and he gets visibly upset when, oh. someone's, when someone's just like, 
just you know, like why do you why are you spending twelve dollars a day on coffee? Yeah, and they're like, I love coffee. You have credit He's card like, debt. Go to the store, buy a twelve dollar bag of coffee, and you can drink that all week. Yeah, like it saves you, and then he breaks it down. Like, eh, I'm probably not gonna do that. That's like what's his face? Who's the guy that Dave Ramsey? Oh my gosh, who's like yeah. so aggressive? I mean, I don't agree with Dave Ramsey, but I do. I get like the principles. But the original question of like how what I how I pick guests is I I just like people that I'm interested in that I think it when I first started I honestly interviewed my friends because I didn't know where to start so I interviewed friends that had um, really cool jobs and then I would ask for referrals and they would refer me to people who at the time I was really hating my corporate life so I wanted to interview people who had made this leap and so you know a girl who had a was a high powered VP at a huge company left to become a yoga instructor and like really minimalized her life and freed herself of like the physical things and that kind of stuff. So I, I really gravitated towards those types of stories. And now I look for entrepreneurs or creatives or people who are frankly, just kind of beat to their own drummer, want to want to just talk about how they live a little bit differently than the standard punch in, punch out. That's it. Yeah. No, that's it's cool. fun. That's cool. No, I do. I, I I completely agree. I think if it's, which is why none of mine are like Q and A's for the most part. Yeah. You know, if it's somebody that I don't want to talk to, I'm. Not, I mean, I wouldn't even be interested in it. Yeah. So it's got to be something that I enjoy. Totally. Uh, like places that I just like restaurants that I really like. Like I, I got when uh, Jill Veda came on. I was just like, I just love salt. I love your restaurant. Okay, I have still not been to salt. Oh, you gotta go. It's I so good. know. I know. She's opened another restaurant too. Um, in the area, yeah, like in cl- like, like around here, yeah. Okay. I can't. I'm, the name is escaping me right now, but it, they, they, she just opened another one. But okay, salt is amazing. She's so cool. She's just such a nice, cool, fun person. Yeah. We got in like an argument about the name of of this place, Rosie's down the street. Okay. Like in the first two minutes. Of what? How? Wait. Of how I, it's pronounced, I, or yes, how it's pronounced? Because it's is it spelled like Rosie's? It's no, spelled it's spelled like, like Rosie's. Rosie's. Yeah. But I got a message from after I released that episode. <laughs> yeah. I got a message from them saying either's fine. I'm like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I was telling Jill this, and she's like, "Bullshit! I've lived here 40 years." Oh There's my no way. god! I'm like, like I can show you the message. She's like, <laughs> She's like, this is fucking stupid. This is you nitpicking, <laughs> just like with the tossers comment, Joe. Yeah. So, God, we're really splitting hairs with yeah, this we one are, today. We are. <laughs> yeah, I do get referrals too. Just people like you know, you should talk. Yeah. It's really cool. This person and you're you stick with local. I mean, I've had some outside of outside of Cleveland, outside of Ohio too. Okay. Um, I primarily do stick with a lot of those because it, it's in person. I don't like doing the uh, like the the Zoom ones. I yeah. Just don't. The way that this is, it's just, it's, there's too much delay and it, it, it doesn't work. Yeah. I've even like been interviewed on it. I'm like, eh, I didn't even enjoy this. And we were talking about me. <laughs> well, I was asking you earlier about how you initially started to get people to come into your basement and start recording, which I think candy. is the, I, just I, candy. <laughs> <laughs> I think is the funniest thing. It's like, now you're reputable. You have hundreds of episodes, yep. but. Four years ago, it's like, hey, I'll buy you some beer and we can come hang out in my basement. That's kind of where my, <laughs> my, my, I always mention like my professional job helps. Yeah. Okay. Because 
I can I, I had to kind of like Bridget uh, Bridget Linton from ESPN. She gave me shit about this. Okay, she's like, I thought you were like like a fun party podcast. You sent me the most professional email I've ever received in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, but that's how I I have to say. That yeah, to yeah. I can't just be like, want to get drunk in my basement, bitch. <laughs> That might turn into a different subset of guests. Yes. So I'm sure there is a there is a group for that though. Oh yeah, a knack They've for sure. Here. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean those are but that that's that's where it's it's kind of helped me there. Yeah, where I have to craft like a a message that is just like gets to the point, shows what I've done. Right. And early on, it was a little bit harder. Yeah, you know it's it's. I mean, I still get people that don't respond now. I mean, I've only had like two people flat out just say, no, I don't want to do that. Usually really? people just don't respond, which is fine. Damn that. Um, but uh, I mean, back, I mean, you know, three years ago, it was obviously a lot harder. Yeah. But then I would have to use just who do I know? And then, so, I mean, so guests would take a lot longer because of like, can you talk to this person? And I wait to hear back from them. How did you do it during COVID? I fortunately had enough in the bank. Sweet. So I was releasing about every. Two weeks, I kind uh-huh. of spaced it out a little bit more. Yeah. After COVID, uh, I fortunately, again, I, I just had enough. Wow. And then when June came around, we are like, all right, and this room is big enough where I can keep yeah. people apart. So even coming out of COVID, I, I that was part of my message. My room is X amount. I, I would send photos of the rooms. So they could see it. Like, yeah. You can see this is where you'd sit. Here's where I sit. We're more than six feet apart. Yeah. We never have to, obviously, anything like that. You can wear a mask if you want. I am vaccinated, boosted, whatever. So yeah. I'd have to include stuff like that. That's wild. But you know what? Again, like those are the things that people wanted. And I think people yeah. wanted to hear too that normalcy was still existing, conversations were still happening. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like that's what we needed. Yeah. And I think probably after, really right after COVID is when I, I really just kind of leaned into just guest heavy, just every week as a guest. Yeah. I was doing it kind of not, not, sporadically like i was having a, a decent amount of guests but uh uh then i was just like okay i just enjoy the guests a lot more mm-hmm. it's just more fun it is but then i can also just circle back and just grab someone and be like hey you've been on three times you just want to come over and just talk some shit <laughs> and that that's what happens so i have you know obviously oh. i have ken um who's been on a lot my buddy tony who's uh been on a lot uh you know savannah's been on three times yeah uh you know, my uh, uh, some of the comics, like Dwayne Duke's been on twice. Like, I some people I can just call and we can just have fun. And just bullshit. Yeah, I don't yeah. really have to think about it, you know? Not that I thought a lot about this. But, but it's fun. I mean, yeah. it is. It's really great. It is. So yeah. I'll hopefully I'll get invited back for a second episode. I don't know. Maybe a... Well, we'll see. I mean, <laughs> you did call me a psycho because I'm not finding out the gender of my future child. That so. is fucking... My wife texted back like, you, she can't be trusted. <laughs> That's bonkers to me. I there, think I just, I just need to know everything that I can possibly know. This is my, this is how I'm thinking about it. There are only so many surprises in life that God gives you. And what a freaking surprise. Like what a very much, like you can't until the moment you're just such a build up to know. Yeah. No, I, I, I understand it. I okay. do. Like I, I understand your point of view. Okay. I, just, I just, I could never do that because I'm, I'm just so. You need to know. I just, I need to know everything that I can possibly know. And plus, honestly, we were redoing a room too. So we're like, what are we going to do? I'm like, I want to buy him clothes or her clothes. (laughs) So, and I know a lot of it, like the onesies, obviously it doesn't really matter, but yeah, man, I got like, like Air Jordans and like jerseys upstairs and like, you know, I get it. More boyish stuff, you know, and I just, and, and also everyone wanted to just know. And I I honestly wanted, I wanted less to do with having to explain to everybody 
Yeah, I'm not finding out because there are a lot more people like me that are just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I My friend told me that her, this is a cool moment, that when she was in her delivery room, I think she had a C-section, that she couldn't see anything. And the doctor was, says to her husband, like, okay, dad, tell mom what it is. And so he did that for both of her deliveries. I was like, that is so cool that he got to tell her. So I don't know. Maybe I'm building up this. I'm romanticizing this horrible labor experience in my mind of like, I'm going to have this beautiful moment. But let me have it, Joe. I just have, need to believe your, that it's going to be beautiful. Has your have you you and your husband even discussed like his role in this? No. What I mean is his role his like, during role, the labor, during the labor. No, because we're only in the role now where his only role is to get me snacks and to make sure that I'm like n- as less least amount of irritable as I can be. Yes. No, I, I agree. That's and, it. Uh, oddly, so that was my role prior to her pregnancy, too, is getting yes. her snacks and filling up her water. Absolutely. Um, but yes, it is definitely trying to just minimize the minimize her stress and just try to make things a little as easy okay. as possible in an already not easy thing. But yeah. what I was referring to was during the labor. No. Because I was what very... What is your role? I'm staying north of the equator. <laughs> and... Before anyone's just like, oh man, it's an out it has nothing to do with not I'm okay. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I mm. I'd, I'd hate it if I like got woozy and fucking passed out. Are you like are you a weirdo that likes to watch yes. things like Dr. Oh, Pimple Popper? <laughs> okay, so we've established no, you're a weirdo, but no, you don't no, like watch to watch that. Pimple Popper. I don't Popper. like that. I hate that. I go I scroll right by that shit. Cuz I like it and that's why I think if roles are reversed, I'd have to know what was going on and see it. But yeah, I mean, I I'm guess just that the is impression risky. that the doctors will keep me up to speed as to what's going on. Right. I don't need to be down there watching. <laughs> you don't need the play by play. No, I don't know. But then, don't you want to know? Like, don't you want to like after your son's born to be like, I saw everything. No, and you're cool with that. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm like, I saw what I needed to see. Okay. You were laying there. A baby came out. Okay. I know that one's mine. Right. I don't need to see him completely come out to be like, oh. Like, if he came out, I didn't see him come out of her. I wouldn't be like, well, how will I ever know if he's mine? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> you, you know, know what? I'm just going to have to take their word for it. <laughs> I read this thing because all my friends – I so I've had – I have four close friends that all had babies in January or February of this year. And then my sister is oh, due in June. So literally it's like we're having a baby boom this year. influx of babies. Yeah. Influx. And so all of their kids came out looking exactly like their husbands. And some of them have like changed looks a little bit, you know, to look a little bit more like mom. But then I read this thing that said there's this old wives tale that babies come out looking like their dad. So the dads know that they fathered them. And they don't like kill them from like medieval times. I don't. Oh, that might be for sure. But I mean, how uh, would medieval times dictate how your kid would look coming out? I don't know. I don't know. That's why they were called medieval times. True. <laughs> they had a lot of really They were mid and evil. <laughs> like they had like rules where like when someone would be accused of being a witch, they would just like throw, like tie them up and throw them in the river. And they're like, right. if she drowns, she's not a witch. That's right. And she's innocent. Like, yeah, but she's dead. <laughs> she is dead now. So, so it's, it's a mood issue. Kind of lose lose. <laughs> <laughs> and if she like didn't yeah. drown, she was a witch and they executed her. So basically. <laughs> It was a, so we fucked up. A it's much more brutal version saying. of cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> so getting your I, YouTube page taken down ain't all that bad. I'm glad we've evolved. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> when um, have you ever? I, I, you don't need like names or anything, but I mean, have you ever had any that you any episode you did and you're like, I can't. It was just awful. Not this round. So in 
20, since I started in 2022. Yeah. I When I first started doing it, I would get a lot of referrals of people being like, you have to talk to this friend or this friend. And I was noticing that I was interviewing. So a lot of creatives are in the event industry. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're a photographer, odds are you do weddings. If you plan, you do weddings, you know, at least a little bit here and there. So I had a couple like real bad duds that were in the wedding industry, but they were recommended by a friend and I felt bad. So I had to produce it. And one that I specifically remember, and it's, these aren't published anymore, so no one can go back and look at them, but they, it was like pulling teeth to have a conversation. And after that moment, I thought this is, I creatively own this and the messaging is mine and I can design this how I want. So if I'm not happy with it, I'm just not going to Release it. Yeah. And I'm not going to feel bad about it either. Yeah. And I only ask because you're, you're in a similar realm. Like you, it's weird, you know, saying, Hey, I'd love you to come on my podcast. And they come on and they leave. And you're like, Hey, I'm not going to release that. Like, right. Cause it's a, I don't know. It's a, and I, I put a lot of that on me where I'm like, I have to make it interesting. Yeah. I have to make it fun. I have to make it listenable at least. Yeah. Um, because, and I've gotten so lucky, truthfully, you know, that and with some like, Comics, musicians, you know, uh, uh, I don't have to really worry about them or people that do podcasts. Like, yeah. I don't have to worry about pulling shit out of them. Yeah. You know, like the, the, they're probably going to be talkative, but yeah, there are times where I'm like, fuck, that was the end of your answer. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, I mean, people will surprise you on both fronts. You know, oh, yeah. some I've people had some that, that I'm you, like, yeah. You're pleasantly surprised. Didn't know you had that story in you. But, um, yeah, you know, when you were saying, like, it just it helps you see everybody's side. It is true. You know, even people of all backgrounds or whoever, they still have something to say. It might I not agree. be the most interesting, but I know, yeah. <laughs> something to and say. And mine is it's not even always not that it's not terribly interesting. Because, again, I, I put that on me. I have to kind of like, okay, Tease let's turn out. this into something fun. Yeah. Um, but it's when there's like, so how was that like? We're like building up like, oh, it was pretty cool. Ugh, fuck, that's it. Need a little more. I need just any like a give me six words and yeah. I'll 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 mess with that. <laughs> but more more often than not, I've been pleasantly surprised by people. I've yeah, different like like different companies, different company owners or starters or startups come on and they're a blast. We have a great time and totally. you know most a lot of people. I've more often than not again. It's it's such a small where it got done. I was like, oh fuck, I wish that didn't happen. It's like three maybe. Yeah, you know it, it's so small. Which in two hundred like percentage wise, not bad. Oh, it's, you yeah, know it's it's I'm so I don't care. Yeah, it's so much in my favor right now. Um, I feel like one of my well, so my coworkers for many years have said this that my superpower, my sixth sense, is that I just get people to open up because I ask questions. So it's kind of like you, like you don't. No one's going to come outright and just tell you what your their childhood trauma is. Yeah, but you ask them enough questions, the onion starts to be unpeeled, and all of a sudden we're all crying in a room together. But I like asking people a lot of questions, and that just leads to so many places that you never think you'd be. And I had a coworker that came up to my husband at a, at a Christmas party one year. He's like, do you know that your wife has got me to tell her more secrets than I've even told my mom? Yeah. Because she just, I don't know, has that way. It's but a, it's, it's disarming, a gift. you know, when yeah. we make you again to do that, you have to make people feel comfortable. Yeah. 
you know, they sit down, they don't know anyone. They're like, I don't know what this is going to be. Even if you listen to past episodes. Yeah. You're like, I don't know. Maybe that person was a lot more interesting. I don't know. I know. You know it's, it's it's probably, you know, nerve wracking, I'm, I'm sure, to be on like on that side and be like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. What if I'm not funny? What if I'm not cool? Oh. Like, you're probably not and you're probably not. Yeah. And neither am I. <laughs> Who cares? Let's just talk about it. Neither one of us are funny or fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> that is actually step number one. Once you realize that you're not special. Yeah. Then I think you can just do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, it's yeah, of course. It's, you could just be have fun. Yeah. Someone's like, "What's it like on this podcast?" I'm like, "It's like other podcasts. It's not. <laughs> it's not hard." Like, how'd you get started? I'm like, I had a, a laptop and Wi-Fi. I was like halfway there. Joe, <laughs> that should be your tagline. It's like, "What's your podcast?" Like, it's pretty good. It's pretty decent. I don't, I don't know. know. It's all right. I'm, I'm funny sometimes. <laughs> What's your podcast about? Like, I don't know. The Pretty audio, much nothing. The audio is relatively consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Audio's good. My dog sleeps next to me. Like, I have a couple beards. It's fun. Yeah, fun. he's out. See, he's already out. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's always – that was the thing I thought was going to be the most challenging is when it is the the guests. Yeah. I was worried about it, but each time it just turned into just something kind of more fun and more fun and more fun and – even repeats. I'm just like, how are we still having this much yeah. fun? Just like Ryan uh, Hardwick, who owns a, a Black Hat Barbershop. Okay. Um, he came back on, and he and I just talked for like two hours about anything. And he was just like, I just love coming over here, man. That's cool. It's just fun. I'm like, yeah, I know. I love it too. That's yeah. why I asked you back. That's why you need to keep doing it. You can't, now you can't quit because it's like people depend on your message and you giving people this like safe space to come and bullshit in your basement. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's and I've even gotten like I've gotten good feedback. I've gotten weird feedback. I get a lot of requests <laughs> to come on. It's it's a it's 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 fun and goofy. Like, yeah, it's good. When people ask to come on and like you're like, I, your initial reaction is no. What are we gonna talk about? Really? Wait, I, really? I have, have a, you had that all, every week? <laughs> Stop it. I get two of those a week. Every single time I release one, okay, someone that knows that person's like, I'd like to come on. And this is the thing. Okay. And for anyone that does reach out, this isn't a knock on you, but th- this is where my work kind of comes into. Okay. Don't reach out to me and just be this, this this is the equivalent of me reaching out to you saying, Hey, I have a podcast. Do you want to come on? That's the that's the pitch. Yeah. But that's what people are saying to me. Like, hey, I'd like to be a guest. Like, who are you? I don't what do you tell me more? Well, here, let me do uh, some research. Don't tell me anything about I want to be surprised. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> or is anybody? Do, are you? Do you get like enticed by that? Like, oh yeah, great. Oh no, I, I mean I've had people on that have reached out to me. Okay. Because you know, again, there's a lot of times I don't, I don't know everybody. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll look out, I'll go to the page, like, hey man, this is pretty cool. Tell me a little bit more about it. Okay. Like, this sounds like fun. I'd like to talk to you. A lot of them aren't. You know, okay. they're they're just like. I'm like I've actually been to Advanced Auto Parts. That's awesome. I I don't want to talk about it though. <laughs> I don't know. It's in it's it's I don't know. I usually give them the I'm pretty booked up right now. Oh fuck. I'm basically just telling them. I was gonna say you said no editing, but you might want to edit this one. Nah, I'm not <laughs> Hopefully it'll make people stop asking me. I've actually had people reach out though that I've never thought of before. Like someone that I interviewed, um, Helen Grokey, she is a worthiness coach, which one I didn't even know that it was a real thing. But she I didn't <laughs> she reached That's out. That's one, one of the ones I listened to. It was I just, I liked 
her and she reached out to me randomly and she's like I live in Canada and this is what I do and this is what I used to do and like I would love to be considered and so didn't know anything about her and it but was a great conversation you, but she told you what it would be though. yeah she did she, she did. wasn't like I'm Helen tell me yeah. when <laughs> you know <laughs> I'm Helen and that's about it but no she was great with so it worked out <laughs> it was actually I thought it was Helene but it turns out it's just the Canadian I actually thought it was Helene spelling too. yeah but the um yeah, but that that's funny. That is one that I actually did listen yeah, to. Yeah, right? And it was um, like, it, it's interesting that there's people that exist and do these things that I would never have known about had she never reached out. Oh, yeah. I I read the tell. I was like, that's not a real job. <laughs> and that was, and that wasn't, I wasn't trying to be negative. I'm like, nope, that's not real. Because yeah. like, like life coaches and I'm just like, nope. I know. Nope. Well, I'm, are you a TikToker? I got off. Oh, how I'm long like, have you been off for? A couple months. Oh, God, that's pretty good. I just, I started knowing people who I just didn't want to know. Okay. To, like, like I would just like, I hate that I know. Are you that not a scroll? Is. Like you're not on the scroll, or what do you mean? No, I mean like, like when I when I was on when I had a TikTok account. I mean it was just yeah. I would just post some clips or whatever. Usually what I would do is I would post just videos of like my dog or something funny that happened. Or yeah. My friend dancing or throwing a. But then I would also like when a guest, when a musical guest would come on, they would usually play a song and I post oh, a clip sweet. from the song. But then I started notice. I started realizing who certain people were that I didn't want to. I oh. wish I didn't know. Okay. And uh, I was like, nope, uh, this just isn't really something oh. I like anymore. And I couldn't wrap my head around how somebody could have two hundred million followers for lip syncing a song that someone else wrote. But that is the beauty of it. That's why I love TikTok. Sure beauty is the right so word. So much, Joe. You can't convince me otherwise. It's so entertaining. It's. It has basically shifted. Well, and I'm thinking about this because, um, oh, because you were just talking about life coaches. And I feel like every time I am scrolling on TikTok, it's like, I just earned $9,000 today and ask me how. Take my free course. Buy my fucking ebook or whatever. Um, so anyway, I see that. But why I love TikTok is because we're so used to everything being like glamorized and curated directly of how it's given to us. Instead, it's like these weirdos in middle America that are like, I don't know, doing crazy shit and, you know, there, I don't know. But I just love it. It's like, there, it's insane to me. There are some on there that are wildly brilliant. Crazy. There is this one guy, uh, I don't know his name, but all of his TikToks, I don't think he ever speaks in the TikToks. Okay. It's this guy that kind of looks like kind of like a chubbier guy with like a beard and like a ponytail. Okay. And he puts himself... Like in these scenarios where like he's it's a clip of people at a party and then it pans over to him and he's okay. obviously not at the party. Okay. But he's just sitting there holding the beer and he's just going like this and nodding along and then someone gets in a fight and he's like he just reacts to it. He's reacting he, to all these clips. Okay. It's really funny. And I always found him funny, but that's who I would follow. But then that would be followed up with, you know, like, you know, the 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 uh all the the, the dating podcasts that are just like oh. high value men, high value women, body counts and all this shit. And then oh. then it was fitness, stupid shit like that. See, you were on weird sides of TikTok, I think, because I feel like the more I never look at people I know. I only do just like the randomized ones, the for you or whatever. And well, those were my for you's though. And oh, I think it was because of who I would oh follow. God. So I would follow a lot of comics. Okay. And then, and then I then would follow job. like I would follow comics. I would follow like a lot of jujitsu people because oh. I do jujitsu. Okay. And I think a lot of times that would and then I and then like when I would come across and find someone, I'd be like, Oh, that was kind of funny, and then I'd like it. And then I'm like, ah, I'm fuck now. Yeah. And then that's all I was seeing. And then I just like, God, I'm not even enjoying this anymore. It's just not oh. it's just goofy. 
Okay. And I was, but I don't like a lot. Like I don't like Twitter either. Like I, I don't. I like Instagram. Yeah. I, that's I, I like Instagram. That's kind of the thing I mess with the most. Um, I think now, well, we're considered. What's your? What is your generation considered? I'm. Are you a millennial? No. I'm too what, old. Are, what are you? Gen X. Gen X. Or maybe you're an elder millennial. I just heard that term. No, I know I'm not a millennial because I knew okay. the cutoff. I knew what the cutoff age was a couple okay. of years ago, and I missed it by like three years. <laughs> okay. I'm not even Damn, close. Damn, don't qualify close. for that. Well, yeah. so. Yeah, I think I'm Gen Gen X. Gen X. Okay, if you're Gen X and I'm a millennial, I don't know what I was going to say about that because I got, now I'm like stuck in the. It's okay, millennials have a very short attention span, I hear. Uh, yeah, apparently. <laughs> we both have ADHD. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll come back to that. It's okay. I do want – so some of the other topics that you brought up too. Um, so so one was that you were talking about the uh, the worthiness coach. Yeah. Because then I mean I honestly – I did listen to the episode. I still don't really know what it is. Okay. Um, but like she got certified, went to school or some shit for yeah. it. I was just – the whole t- – and I, I felt bad because I was like this is a scam. <laughs> Because I've met life coaches before, and yeah. none of them have ever convinced me. And not that I don't think a well, what is a worthiness coach versus a life coach? Her, so I think it's it's a specialization more or less okay. of what you're looking for. So I think a life coach is the way I understand it. Which I'm a woo woo person. I will if you have snake oil that's going to make me happier, more spiritual. I'm take my money, I'll buy it. So now I'm going to start getting the targeted ads just because I said that. So. I think a life coach is someone who's like more practical. What do you want to change in your life? Do you you want to make more money? You want to lose weight? You want to do this? Whatever. But I think a worthiness coach is like, how can I? Where? What are areas in my life where I can appreciate who I am and where I sit in the world versus specific things in your life you want to change? Which I do relate to because I feel like there are a lot of things that are and. Again, being a man, you may not think about these things. My husband, when I bring this stuff up, he's like, this is some woo-woo, bullshit, dumb, whatever. And men and women are very different. True. But I think women many times have been sold a bag of goods in so many ways of like, this is how you're going to feel worthy. Like 60 years ago, it was stay at home and serve your kids and serve your husband. And like, that's how you're going to feel good and positive. And then it's like, nope, in the 80s, put those shoulder pads on and get to work and do it all. And then 90s and 2000s, it's like, well, you're working, you're exhausted, you're doing all these things, you're still making 70 cents to the dollar. But like, that's a whatever enjoy it so i think that there's been so many like generational changes that society has put on women specifically that has been why things like so many life coaches exist today and why so many industries have have grown from people kind of needing to find their own place like make up their own mind and create their own values instead of kind of what we've been taught I can maybe see this more for women. I, I yeah. Think. And that, 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 that's not a because women need more help. It's because I, I think men are the exact opposite of what you just talked about, I think, from a generational standpoint. So when you look at what – because I think everything you said is accurate, 80s, 90s, 2000s, now, whatever. Yeah. Or even go back 50s, 60s, 70s. I mean it, it's been an evolution for each decade. Totally. You're almost seeing just a little bit more, a little bit difference. I think even today men are still – I think a lot of men are still – 
you know, you know, kind of beat up to be like, yeah, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. You know, so I, and true. I think, and I think, I'll, I think a lot of us too would all, I think more women would hear life coach and be like, what's that? And more men would be like, life coach, that's bullshit. Stupid. Mm-hmm. And I did. I, th- that was my initial <laughs> thought. I've met life coaches before that didn't help, you yeah. know, because I was like, nope, sorry. Yeah. You should be able to tell me what you do. And all you told me was you take money from dumb people. <laughs> See, yes. And I see it so differently. But I have seen a life coach for – she's more of a spiritual advisor I'm sorry, kind of person on this. for many years. <laughs> no, that's okay. I get it all the time. But it's from what my my hus- my atheist husband, how he approaches it, is like whatever you have to believe to, to – like love yourself, enjoy your life. Like that's what it's all about. So if that's the net result, then like who cares what got you there? Who cares like what the investment oh, yeah, was? Yeah. No, you know what no, I mean? I, well, that's, I agree with that in a lot of like, uh, I, nowadays religion gets kind of a bad, uh, gets a pretty bad rep. Yeah. But you know, I've had to, I think, in fact, I think me and Savannah even talked about this. I do, like if somebody who maybe, you know, was a, a you know constantly like breaking the law or getting out of jail yeah. or you know had a, a drug problem and found God and that got them out of it. Who cares? Who cares how they got out of it, man? Just so long. I mean, yeah. is it worse that they you know are really into Jesus and trying to convert people, or is it worse that they're doing yeah. drugs every day? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's. I mean, if it got them there, it got them there. Who cares? Totally agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I also I just don't think. Well, again, I also am I'm older. I mean, I'm a full decade older than you're, you. We've already established. You're a Gen, very very Gen old. Xer. But also that 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 ten years, I have ten years of shit drilled into my head on the opposite side of the gender spectrum. Yeah, that I, it probably is not going to help me with some of the things that maybe you see. Not that I'm not opposed to hearing about them no. or trying to understand, but my initial reaction is always going to be a little different. Yes, and it all. I mean, personally, <coughs> this is what I think is cool. It's. I think about who I was 10 years ago and early or mid 20s. I am light years away from that person and with growth and evolving. And same for you, like your perspectives change with the more people you, you meet. And it's like, yeah, you stuff sticks with you from what you've learned, you know, compounded over years. But also you have the opportunity to meet new people and you have these discussions and you like you're your mind is so open to it. I think in, so. just in three years, just doing this in three years, I think I, yeah. I, and again, not that it was, I was having negative thoughts about people. I just, I'm seeing more of other people's perspective. It's impossible to avoid. Yes. Because everyone I have on here is so different. Can I ask, does it, even this topic that we're talking about of like being a man, being told to hold in your feelings, like that's how it goes and having a son, does it kind of make you feel differently of how you would want to have him express himself? Um, yes and no. Um, I want him to be able to talk to me, but honestly, he falls down on the football field. I'm going to be like, get up. Okay. I, I think that's still in my head mm-hmm. because I, I, it's not, I'm not even sure it's a masculine thing. I think it's a life thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want him or her to, I just, I, I my biggest fear is that it's like, he's not going to have a friend or something like that. Mm. Like that's terrifying to me. You know, my, my my biggest fear is like he's gonna have trouble making friends because I did I was not I wasn't a very outgoing kid, you know I I because I played sports yeah I was I kind of made friends that way but it wasn't because you know you know, it took me some time and then we're playing sports then it was easier for me yeah but as a kid if I wasn't playing sports I'd be sitting in the lunchroom by myself 
You know, and that's and I I worry that, and I'm I don't think he has to play sports. I don't care what he does. I just want him to do something. Yeah. But my biggest concern is him just not having friends because I, as a parent, I can't fix that. But don't you? I think the people who don't have friends, like their parents, don't have friends, or they don't have examples of it. Don't you feel like there's no way because you and your wife have friends and you do all these things and well, even but yeah, but my wife is super introverted. You know, really? she was, you know, like, I mean, she, she, she's very, per- but I mean, we're older now. We, yeah. we know how to interact with, we know how to bullshit through interactions Yeah, because we've had jobs. We've had things that, that, that required us to do the these social things. norm of it all. Yeah. You know, but like when you're a kid, you don't have that. I mean, some people are more outgoing than others. Naturally, you can get better at it, but even her, you know, she was also more introverted in terms of that. I was okay with being able to stand up in front of crowds and groups and do shit. Yeah. That didn't bother me. But I kind of compartmentalize it. Like, well, what do I care? I mean, I'm not friends with any of them. Yeah. <laughs> because, But, I mean, you know, I I had friends or whatever like that because I think it was in a – I just – it just kind of worked out that way. But it wasn't by my own doing. Okay. So I, I don't know. You know, so I, I – I want to be able to kind of force him into stuff, but then not force him to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I want him to be happy, but I also want him to be tough. And not tough in the masculine man way. Tough in that he needs, to be, he needs to be tough in life. Yeah. She would need to be tough in life if it was a girl. Yeah. Probably even tougher. You can make that argument. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just that. It's finding that balance of, you know, being a parent, being supportive, and still putting something in their mind where they're just like, don't... F- fucking fall down every single time yeah. you gotta get back up you yeah. got to and it's it's a hard thing to i have trouble getting back up sometimes mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm well into this like i still have emotional problems i just do <laughs> we all do we I all mean, survived 2020 so yeah we all have i mean it's trauma. just it's it's just one of those things that but that's my biggest fear of that is i'm not gonna have the answer i know i'm not gonna so have the answer but i don't I just don't know. Do you know what is so crazy? My sister and I, because we're both pregnant, we're talking about kind of what our fears are. And it's funny that that is yours because that's a material fear. You know, you don't want your child to be alone in life and you want them to feel like they can create their own circle without you because obviously like our children will outlive us no matter what. I mean, God willing, but that is how the world should work. And I was, we were talking about it for her and my sister and she's having a girl and she said that her biggest fear is her daughter being overweight. And I thought that was so interesting. And she said that she feels like that her fear is that she will like miss out on something in life or that she'll feel sad or like not like her body. And that is the difference between men and women too of thinking about like you're thinking about I want this – I want my child to be like part of this clan, you know, this like – or this group, this pack of people. And women, it's like I feel like she's thinking about things that do really impact – your emotional growth of yourself, so which she is was kind of thinking how about you something. view about that yourself weird, and not passing on, you know, from things. And we've talked about this a lot is like things that were passed on from our grandma to our mom, to us that are just insecurities that innately come down the top down. And that's a hard thing. And I, that's what I think my thing is. I want my kid to have a completely fresh start of you want to try this? Cool. Try it. You like my husband, he, we always laugh because his coaches would say like, you are the most unathletic person, but you never quit. And I want my kid to have that. It's like, so you're not athletic play anyway. So you, you can't sing, join the freaking choir. You, you know, you, you don't know directions, get on the bus and figure it out. Like that's what I would want 
for my kid. It's a, it's a, yeah, it, th- that's a hard thing to, t- to, to try to get your kid to do, even though you know it's going to be good. Yeah. Like, it's a- another piece of advice be uncomfortable. Yeah. Get that shit out of the way, man. For sure. <laughs> and when you realize being uncomfortable actually isn't all that bad, yeah. and it's not really going to kill you or hurt you or anything like that, yeah. and the most for the most part, just be uncomfortable, and then it'll make being comfortable a little bit more easier. Yeah. But it is funny and, and kind of strange. I don't know if that's a. a I don't. Even, I don't think it's a gender thing because your sister's was a. Your sister's fear for her was a, a, a visual thing that they that someone can see without knowing her. Totally. Mine was a internal thing that you can't see until you try to get to know them Very true. but also i don't think that's a gender i think that's a that i don't know if that's her fear but that was my fear or like an insecure yeah like so an when insecurity you, when you're you right. ask somebody like what's your biggest fear about your kid you think about what was the thing you were afraid of as a kid yeah and you don't want that for them yeah and you're like ah so but it's genetics true. fuck they're gonna get that <laughs> <laughs> like oh well you know that eastern european where it says you have like an extra five pounds i can't do anything about that genetically but you know that's just how it is <laughs> yeah i don't know it's a like it, it's 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 not gonna there's just gonna be bad days i've just kind of accepted that yeah. but i yeah i'm just you know it's that normal thought of like i just don't want how do you balance not wanting your kid to not feel an ounce of fear or pain and at the same time be tough and resilient and have no fear i kind of <laughs> feel like just be and i feel like this being kind of an older parent which i'm not it's i mean i'll be 35 you know but older than my mid-20s which I feel like if I would have had a baby then I wouldn't have been able to teach them that or show them that same so I think what you're saying is like just be that person like be the person that you think that they should be even if you don't want to that's what I'm telling myself is like I'm scared all the time I do stuff that totally makes me uncomfortable but if I want my kid to do something I then I need to like look stupid doing something so Maybe that's like what it is. Maybe that's the secret. Yeah, I don't. And well, that's the thing. You know, when you say things like "maybe that's the secret," it's still a secret. We don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. And so actually, there's nothing. Nothing has been. That's uncovered, why no folks. one says that's the answer. It's like maybe that's the secret because we still don't know what it is because it is no all a secret. Idea Everyone's what we're doing. Different, unique. I don't know. Maybe he's gonna take more after her with some things. Maybe he's gonna take more after me. I I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just same thing with everything. I'm just trying to control as much as I can control, which yeah. is why I need to know what his gender was. I know. I know. Uh, well, I again, I don't knock people that try or that want to find out. Paint the damn room blue. Paint it pink. I don't know. Yeah. I'll be going with a mint green or beige. We have a gender neutral color anyway. We didn't even really need to know. <laughs> it's just beige and there's a mobile hanging from the ceiling. So, yeah, yeah that's what my room will look like. Do you, you have dogs? I have a dog. Okay. Yes. Um, a boxer. I'm curious what they uh oh boxers are great dogs. So great. His name is Wally. He's so cool. They're like these like strong horses, but they're like the gentlest dogs. Yes. I don't think they that He the needs biggest, to cuddle. The biggest fear like that the hu- the human race has is like that species like that are gonna one day realize how much stronger they are than the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, I don't have to cuddle you, I can just like eat your face all, off while you just, sleep. They're just the sweetest dogs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what the how our dogs will react when we finally bring him home. This one looks like he's gonna just snuggle up next to him. I think he's gonna lay under him, near him, wherever he can. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a Roscoe's a little sweetie, but yeah, I'm interested with that too. Again, another reason why I love TikTok, the side of TikTok where you see the little like golden retrievers getting in the bassinets with the babies, and it's so freaking cute. 
It's like, I hope my dog's going to be like that. I think a lot of them do. I, I do. I just think that they just know. Yeah. That they just, do your they dogs know your wife is pregnant? I don't think so. Okay. Be, well, honestly, but the things that like people would say would like, they do that anyway. Okay. Like Roscoe has to be laying near you or usually touching you. Okay. And then Rudy's the same way. She Rudy like lays like on your neck. Okay. She, they just they just have to. So they, they so already are pretty snuggly and, and pretty clingy anyway. So okay. We don't really know. I don't really know either, but my dog looks at me. I Boxers have people eyes. He just looks like there's like a human soul inside there. Yeah. And when he looks at me, I feel like that's what he's trying to tell me that I know, but I don't know. I'm probably making it up. It's my no, it's my knows? spiritual woo woo that I'm I'm I still feel up like on. that they yeah. I, but then you see well, like other people are like no, our dog 100 percent knew. Yeah, he started acting weird or he wouldn't leave her side or something like that. Protective, so. all that. Yeah, so that's kind of how Wally is. <laughs> Do you have like dream guests, like someone that you would like, like lo- local or? Oh, well, one of my favorite podcasts is Call Her Daddy. And do you ever listen to it? Uh, I I forgot her name. Alex Cooper. Alex. Sophia, I was thinking of the other one. Yes. Who is like, I'm sure Sophia is. I know the entire story. Pissed at herself, but. Oh my um, God. Can you imagine being like. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this five hundred thousand dollar contract, and now Alex has a five million dollar contract. More than that. I, no, I don't. Well, I'm just with Spotify. It's Spotify is like sixty million. I think. No, I'll go. I'm almost positive. It Look is. it up. But I know she still gets money. She owns the merch rights. To, well, she owns the uh, the IP too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I saw she just got engaged, but she would be my dream person to just sit down with and like shoot the shit 60 million plus 60 million spotify clinch a 60 million plus deal with alex, alex cooper for call her daddy and she's 28 and she's just she's herself she's uh her podcast is morphed yes too, yes in a good way yes um not that it was bad uh, personally it was the, i didn't identify with it it was bar a bar stool there is a uh there's a podcast called Guys We Fucked. Uh-huh. It's a rip. When it started, it was a complete rip off of that. Uh, okay. But she's turned into like a more interviewee. Yeah. She's gotten a lot, lot, like a lot, lot better at that. Huge The Sophia guess. one's honestly kind of hard to listen to. I don't listen. Yeah. I, I just see bits on TikTok with Sophia. But Alex is so, she just asks good questions. She really does. And she talks like a normal person. Well, she's, and I, she's a good interviewer. Yes. Yeah, and I think she's – I don't think she purposely leaned in or, or I just think that was the natural way it went when there's yeah. – when it went from two down to one, you know, she was kind of – I don't know, you can kind of see where a lot of that – where a lot of, I think, the drive was prior when there was a duo. Yeah. That's just my opinion. I never really listened to it. But that yeah. whole story, for anyone that doesn't know, Call Her Daddy podcast started – Kind of right before COVID in tw- in, in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um. It took. It's for under Barstool Sports. It ended up being a very very popular one, like one of the fastest growing podcasts in the in the country in the world, whatever. And uh, so knowing this, that they were doing really well, and I think at the end of the day, a lot of the stuff did come out. They were making about five hundred thousand dollars after their bonuses and kick ins yeah. a year, which first year podcast for twenty two whatever year olds. Yeah. Is fucking fantastic. And they were mainly talking about like blowjobs. Yes. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Uh so one of so the, there are two girls, Alex I believe was the original person that came on, then they brought in Sophia. So she was like, I have this friend Sophia, I'll, I'll do it with her. She's great. Yeah. So 
Um, Sophia apparently started dating a executive from, I want to say it was HBO. Yeah, Soup Man. So this Soup Man, that is what he was <laughs> called. Um, so he, even though that they were under contract with Barstool, started shopping around the Caller Daddy podcast as if he had any rights to sell it anyway. Yeah. This eventually got back to Dave Portnoy, who is the owner of Barstool Sports. And this led to a – this is where it gets a little hazy because all three of them have kind of different versions of these meetings in this timeline. But essentially what most people can agree on is that Dave Portnoy, during COVID, he came out and he's like, I just want to keep the lights on, so I need to make money. So I gave them what they wanted and started giving them more and giving them more and giving them more. Alex apparently was very okay with the deal that they were offered and Sophia Franklin was not. Mm-hmm. And eventually – it just Dave Portnoy was like, fine, we're just going to work with Alex, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. Alex then fast forward three years later, signs a sixty million dollars Spotify deal, and Sophia Franklin also has her own podcast. I don't know, remember the name of it, but it's not getting sixty million dollars yeah. for it. So, um, but that's it, the, the the whole thing turned into just kind of like a big. Almost one of those just like, you know, biting. The, the, there's so many like things you can take away from the, the, the yeah. biting the hand that feeds you, the, you know, the, all, all these different Not paying things your you dues, you know, like learning where you are, who you are in this space. And yeah, it was I interesting. Mean, the, the, the versions of the story that I heard like the entire time, I just kept thinking, what is this guy from HBO? It sounds like a complete moron. Oh, my God. I How did know. he think he was going to sell something he didn't own? I don't know. Well, anyway, it was that that, that was what we were talking about. Yeah, but I but call her daddy is one of my favorites. Um, Some of you know, again, like it's a generational thing. Some of the guests are even like young for me that I don't even know who they are. But she had this amazing interview with John Mayer and she interviewed Jamie Lynn Spears when there was all this drama with her and Britney. And it was it was awesome. So she's a good interviewer. She's so great. She she makes people feel comfortable, which is. A hard thing, you know, for a lot of people. Like, I feel like if Oprah and Diane Sawyer, like, from 20 years ago, came out and said, we're going to do a podcast. I know Oprah has, like, super soul sessions. Before that, I don't think people would even sit down and feel that comfortable to completely bare their hearts to people like them. No, probably not. Even the Barbara, like, the Barbara Walters one. Yeah. When you go back and look at old Barbara Walters, like, interviews – I mean, even some of the more casual things seemed tense because it was it was much more scripted. It's aggressive it was too. Not, you know, it was not. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the Barbara Walters Sean Connery? No. Oh fuck! Is it's it's so funny. Okay. Just Google that. Okay. I promise you, it's the only thing that's gonna come up. Okay. But it's essentially Sean Connery. We talk about like generational and things like this. Sean Connery is a well, he's gone now. Yeah. But at the time, he's like this seventy-five-year-old guy from Scotland. He definitely grew up in a different time in a different world, and he apparently had gone on record saying sometimes you just gotta slap a woman to calm her down. Stop. And Barbara Walters was just like, "Do you uh take that back?" And he's like, "No, I don't know. Sometimes you gotta hit a bitch." <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! It's like Stop. it's 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 you go if when you're done, just we'll, we'll go to YouTube when we're done. It's like 60 seconds and it's so uncomfortable. You're just screaming like, Sean, say no. His PR person is probably like dying. I highly doubt he had a PR person. This is in like maybe 88, 89. Oh my God. But he's just like, hey, 
they're hysterical. You just got to hit them sometimes. It's amazing what people will say. And especially even celebrities. Again, celebrities are just like us. They're stupid. They don't They don't even think about it. It's like, no, this is what I think. And then, you know, it ends up on front page news tomorrow. Or like Kardashians. How Kim Kardashian was like, get off your ass and work last year. It's like, I knew what she meant. But then you take this sound bite and it's everywhere. It's like, she probably should have thought a little bit about how of the delivery of that. Of course she should have thought of that. But yeah, but, but you know. You got to think like too, like people that are in that strat. I mean, she has been famous, and I, I don't mean famous. I mean ultra uber. There will never be another person like her ever. I, I mean, there can't. Yeah, it, it, she she just she doesn't live in the real world, right? So when she in her mind, there, I don't care what any of them say. Mm-hmm. There is no one in their inner circle that tells them don't say that. That's fucking dumb. Very true. No one says that. Yeah, because they want to keep their jobs. And I understand that, but they don't live in the real world. Like, yeah. so I'll, I'll liken it. I, this one, it might even be a little bit more accurate is LeBron James. LeBron James is closing in on 40. He's been famous since he was 15. Yeah. He doesn't know what the real world is like at all. Mm-hmm. And there was a you know, big thing going on, like in the NBA with uh, China and the China rights and deals. And anyone that doesn't know, China's not a very great place to live if you don't kind of fall in line with right. what they want. It's a very it's a very large authoritarian government. Right. And they have essentially uh, uh, put in um, um, slave camps. Uh, this uh, I believe they're called the Uyghurs. I think they are uh, Chinese Muslims. And uh, all this was going on. People were like, uh, yeah, people were um, um, kind of boycotting. And people in the NBA were boycotting. You know, people in the NBA were kind of wearing like a um, Ennis Cantor, I believe is his name. He was wearing certain shoes, like you know, uh, that that was kind of like voicing what was wrong. And you know, uh, LeBron caught a lot of shit for this because he came out and he was just like, you know what? I think people like that really need to understand what's going on there before they speak. And every like global expert's like, you either you? really don't know what's going on over there, or yeah. you're just saying <laughs> there's a lot of money at stake here and we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah. But but again, like. Someone could have pulled him aside and be like, don't fucking say that. Totally. That's what they should have said. But you are right. I mean, I'm sure your circle gets so much smaller and your idea of like what's appropriate and what you know is so different because your your lens is so much smaller. Yeah. Like your inner circle is – they don't know either. You know, they're in the same weird bubble. There's a very um, – I don't know if you were a fan of Prince when he was around. No, I mean, not really. I was so, a Purple Rain, obviously. Prince, but. obviously, was, was very, very talented. One of the most talented musicians, like, in the last 100 years. Mm-hmm. He was also a completely batshit crazy. He, everyone, the, the running joke is that they said he lives in Prince world because he doesn't understand what the real world's like because he's just a very rich, very famous guy that gets whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the I think it was Kevin Smith, who's, like, the writer of, like, you know, Clerks and jo- all, all these amazingly funny movies. He was working with Prince on something. I cannot remember what it was. Uh-huh. And uh, something was requested of him. And, and Kevin Smith was like, no, he can't have that. And he's like, well, we can't tell him that. He's like, what do you mean you can't tell him that? He goes, you got to understand, Prince lives in Prince world. If we're in the yeah. middle of the joke he said, I think, was if we're in the middle of Minnesota and he's like, get me a camel at midnight, we have to find him a camel, even though we're in Minnesota at midnight. And That is insane. But that's But that's just the way that people – when you get that rich and that famous and you're that adored, yeah. even the people that are in your inner circle that you've known for 20 years, they're not going to tell you. Too. They're not like, oh, yeah, man, um, you sound absolutely insane when you say those things. Maybe stop saying that shit. Like Kanye's inner circle. Well, my friend, 
used to work at the Westin, and she worked there through the NBA draft and the um, Hall of Fame induction. So J-Lo stayed with them, and they had to repaint an entire room that just a suite that she was staying in. She was only there for like two days. There were all these weird requests, like the straws couldn't have bends in them. It had to be straight straws, Um, like only like, it was something stupid, like only red M&Ms or something like mm. that. But again, it's completely fucking stupid. And any normal person would be like, no, you're going to be here for 48 hours. You don't need us to pick out all the brown M&Ms. But who's going to tell her no? Not the Weston, you know? No, of course not. Of course yeah. not going to. I've heard stories about like uh, – P- I've heard so many stories about her, like just what an asshole she is. <laughs> Which makes me so sad because I like her so much. Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do it for you? I've, not at all. Oh. Um, just not. I just don't like her movies or music. Because oh. um, they're not good. <laughs> but the um, Tell us what you really feel, Joe. I've just never been a fan. Okay. Uh, but the um, I've heard that some people put stuff like that like in like their contracts just to make sure that they're actually reading the contract. Really? Uh, yeah. Like someone will say, put something wacky in there to be yeah. like, you know, you never brought this up. Now I don't think you read the contract. But who cares? So weird. I know. It is weird. I'd be like, I I I can't imagine being that way. Me and you need like, we need something. We need our thing. Like, what's our, what's going to be our, like, our ask? We need a weird ask. Oh, I'm going to request something that I know doesn't exist anymore. Like, what do you think? Uh, I would really like. Like white Pepsi or clear Pepsi. Remember that? Red dog beer. (laughs) (laughs) Remember Red Dog and Red Wolf beer? Do you remember no, that? I'm thinking Mad Dog. That shit was not... around for like three years, it, oh. and they really pushed it really hard. And I don't think it's around anymore. Or like an original Four Loco, ones that had like the actual I, amount of caffeine in I it. I feel like there are some places in the city we can go where they still have those. Maybe <laughs> my wife has a really East funny Four Loco story. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad to hear she survived. She it. just crushed them and just got fucked up. Oh, <laughs> I remember I I literally only drank them twice in college, and I drank one, and I. It's like I. It was like the Hangover. Yeah. I woke up on the roof of Caesar's Palace. I have oh, no horrible. idea what happened. It's horrible. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that ugh, phase is ugh, over. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, wait. Actually, so call your daddy was your your kind okay, of okay. Yeah, call, who's yeah, your, who's call your, like, local one. Is you got a local one? Do you want me to say you, Joe? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I mean, it would have been better if you didn't ask me that, and then <laughs> I ruined the I ruined the surprise. Not really the surprise. Um, just, it just doesn't feel genuine. <laughs> <laughs> who would my local one be? Um, this is like the first person that came to my mind. I'm sure there's cooler, uh, not cooler, but I'm sure there's like more that I could come up with. But there's a girl who, um, maybe you've even interviewed her. I know she's on Q104 and she's a Bravo-aholic and she ha- on her Instagram talks about Bravo all the time. And her name is Morgan. Her her yeah. tag is Morgan P. Morgan. Talks. Yeah, I do know Morgan. Um, well, actually, uh, her, the guy, uh, her co-host Bill Ryan's been on. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she would be somebody that I would love to just talk all things Bravo. Bill spoke very high. Actually, I'm hoping to actually have her and Bill back on one day. Oh. Bill was like, she's just amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I had Bill Ryan on. We should get in touch then. Like, make the Bravo talk happen. We'll do do that for sure. (laughs) Who's yours? Like, who are your aspirations? Local? Uh Uh-huh. Justin Bibb would be fun. Oh, okay. I would like to talk to Justin Bibb or Steve Amiochik would be good. Or... I don't want to jinx this one. I'll tell you about it after. Okay. Because it's kind of might happen. Ooh, okay. Uh, but I don't want to say it on because if it doesn't, someone will be like, remember when you thought you were going to talk to what's her name? Now you're a loser. You fucking dork. 
<laughs> okay, well, find I mean, out after. global. God, there's too many. I mean, who? God, there's Your so big many. Big one, yeah. Who would be a really, 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 really good one? Charlemagne the guy would be great. Oh, okay. I love him. I love everything about him. Wow. What um, is it about Charlemagne that does it for you? I just that guy is just completely unapologetic. I like I like a lot of his takes. I hate a lot of his takes, but uh-huh. he he's a modern day. I, I think he's the last really good like radio like broadcaster. Okay. I can't think of other ones at that level. Say that it I like would it consider is. Like- good. Cool. Okay. I, I just don't think that there's anyone that's even close to him. I, I think he's he's as good as it gets. Okay. He's ter, ter, uh, he's radio version of Joe Rogan. Okay. Yeah. Are you a Joe Rogan person? Uh, I like I like some of his. I don't listen okay. to a lot of his episodes, but I listen to a lot because of because of his guests. He has a lot of really good guests yes. that I really like. Okay. Um, he mixes it up really, really, really good. Okay. Um. And plus, I love that he's had Tulsi Gabbard on. I like that he's had Bernie Sanders on, because it's it's a, it's a very weird look into. If anything, it's a really weird look into the way that they talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bernie Sanders, when you know they all talk about stupid politician yeah. cadence, like that's not how he talks in an interview. And I was just dying during the interview for Joe Rogan to be like, "Why don't? Why do you talk that way? Yeah. You clearly don't talk that way. Why do you talk that way? It sounds dumb. I know what it. I think I know what it is. Yeah. I think there's a. I think they're like, that's the way that the general public easily ingests what you're saying in yeah. a certain type of cadence. You can't talk the way you and I are. They're going to lose interest or something. You have to talk in these little spurts. It's like an ex, almost what the public expects to yes, probably, I, you I know, think so. can't throw people off. But yeah, yeah it's like, like even real. Obama, who was a great speaker, he spoke weird. Like no one talked that way. Yeah. He's like, do you want your policy? You can keep it. No Pretty one good. fucking talks that way. <laughs> but I think, and I, I know that there, I promise you there is some mental, psychological, like, like scientific reason why people are told to speak that way. Yeah. When they're talking to like, not when you're giving speeches at halls, when you're literally talking to 90 million people who are watching yeah. you and then another 200 million that are going to watch it later. Well, it's like the same as broadcasters too. If you're reporting and they, everyone has that weird voice yeah, where they like go into voice. their throat so yeah, it's an expectation thing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. What well, you're I'm gonna thinking, get? Well, I'm thinking of a broadcaster right now, not a specific name. Okay. But they're just like, learn what happened when they found out that wasn't the case. Exactly. That's that. That's, that, that, that's like. The and then their carnival turned into a nightmare, <laughs> like shit, like that. Joe, you have a second career coming. Yes. And I think it's as a very baseline reporter that takes really long time to get out a message but the suspense is building so it's actually great (laughs) for entertainment purposes i love this for you oh god i'm trying to think of somebody in each one like music that'd be tough yeah if i can go alive or dead that'd be hendrix really Jimi hendrix why because it's Jimi Hendrix. I know, but do you like feel like you know enough about him or you just want no, to say like... No, that's why. Okay. So just an opportunity to ask the questions that it's, probably it's, would it's have never complete, been asked. It's almost... It's it's somebody who I love. I love Jimi Hendrix music. Okay. I mean, he's, he's top three musicians of all time. Yeah. But he's also kind of an unknown, which is kind of sure. similar to what this podcast, because I don't know anyone when they actually come on. True. Just sit down there and maybe just... Just sit here and just maybe get a little fucked up with him. Yeah. Just let him talk. Like I think that I think it's the unknown that makes him so interesting. Mysterious and sure. Yes. Okay. Um if it could like be that. unhinged and completely say whatever and the guests would say whatever, Hillary Clinton would be a great one. Okay. That's 
I would never have guessed you to say that. Well, because it would, that, but that's what I mean on hinge. Like, okay, I, I, like if she had to answer the questions that I asked, you want her in the wilds. Like, just I want to know say how what you're you feel. Really thinking, right? I'm so tired of your bullshit. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's like, interesting. So, all right. So, and the, and the reason I pick somebody like that, yeah. is because I want, like, I would want to ask, and if I could, if I knew, I would get an honest, actual answer. Yeah. Like, hey, man, what? Did you just take for granted? Did you really just think you were going to win? Yeah. Because I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Because if you look at like her book, at the book that came out, I think it was called What Happened. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have scoured that. There's like, she blames like 300 people. 300 different things. None of it's her. None of it's, maybe I'm just not that likable. Because she's not. I don't care what anyone says. She's not super likable. Um. I actually liked Hillary, but I also am not a – but, again, like, probably not for the right reasons. And my – one of the reasons why I gravitated is because I've never – we've never lived in a lifetime where we see a woman go so far sure. in an election. And I thought, God, wouldn't that be cool if I had a daughter one day and if she said she wanted to be the president, I could say, you can be because someone's done it. And it's like that was so powerful. But, again, I it's not like I agreed with – her political well, no, thoughts, I mean, or I we're, even identify. We're not going to like but... anybody that gets elected anymore. Yeah, we're just not. I mean, I'm, I'm even right now. Like I was talking with my friend on Instagram. We were just kind of messaging back and forth. Like I'm pretty confident that I think I don't even know who it is, but I think Republicans will win the next election. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the Democrats are going to put out there, and I don't think they know either. I don't know. I just saw Biden said he was running again. Great. Will he? Will he even be alive? No, Should he I won't. Say that? I know. No, the, I, but look, and I know you're not supposed to, and I agree. Ageism shouldn't be a thing, but for some jobs, it should be. Yeah, it's kind of like you know when you have to take an eye test when you get your driver's license again. Yeah. Like, there's a reason for that because at a certain age, if you can't see, you shouldn't be driving. And I think the same thing goes for running a country. Like. Well, like you see, like pictures of like the eye test. one of the, the the funniest jokes that I I remember from like those correspondence dinners was uh, I don't remember who said the joke, but it was during Obama's term, and he's like, when you start, it, it was a joke about how horribly stressful and anxiety ridden. Oh my gosh, that job is because yeah. you know things that you don't want to know. Yeah, like how many missiles almost hit us and we got rid of them? No one knows, just me. Fuck. Shit. I mean, the joke was. President Obama, when you came into office, you look like the Old Spice guy. Now you look like Louis Gossett Sr. <laughs> Wait, I have seen something like that yeah. too. But it, and it was true because if you look at the before – or look at like like Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's hair was like ghost white when yeah. he left office. Like that is just not a job for the, the faint of I heart. I know who – wants that job who well, that's the thing i don't think anyone good that's why we're not no getting, no one good wants that job anymore i i mean i i, I don't know why anyone would want it in the first place frankly like yeah. all the things we've talked about is like life should be funny and fun and upbeat nothing about that seems funny and upbeat upbeat to me can you imagine this was an obama answer i mean can you imagine this is the thing that you think about like if i were to say to you what is something that bothers you kind of keeps you up at night like what would you say um oh i would say um 
my scheduling employees at, at Remix. Right. His answer was <laughs> Afghanistan. Right. Can you imagine that is something that we you don't know, exist? You know so much about and you know how bad it is that no. an entire country and in government keeps you up at night because you know what they're capable of or what they might do or you've been in the room with their leader or you know all the crazy shit that no one else knows. There is not enough Unisom in this world to put me to sleep if I'm knowing what's going on there. No. 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 I just don't. I, I just. I, so I'd is... rather just. I'd rather be asleep on the Titanic as it sinks than be the captain of the ship. Frankly. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. That's it's like just... I, the violin's a plan. I don't need to know. I don't. If the bombs are coming. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't want to know that. Same. You know, and then that's happened. That yeah. has happened. It, that's happened. That's probably happened recently. We just don't know about it. The you amount know... of the amount of thwarted. Like terrorist attacks that we just don't know about. Agreed. Yeah. Is terrifying to me. But what about Area 51? Don't we want to know that? Yeah, I do. That's what I would want to know. And then I don't. I want to know. <laughs> I think it's a thing we want to know and then we yeah. find out. We're like, I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> Put it back in the box. Back in the I really box. wish I didn't ask this question. I just want to know are aliens living amongst us? What are they feeding on? Um, will they try to overtake us and will Bill Pullman try to save us? Those are my basic questions. Bill Pullman's too old, so he won't be able to. Okay. Um, though he gave a great, great, great speech that really rallied me and I was ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, do they live among us? I don't know if they live among us. I think they exist. I, I just can't, I can't grasp that we're the only planet with life in the entire and God knows how many galaxies there are. I just – I can't fathom that. Yeah. No. I bet they have visited and they're like, I don't – this place is fucking dumb. Yeah. You guys are poisoning your food and your water, so I'm out of here. Yeah. You're worshiping a Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> um, But there's so many good things about Earth. But I do – I'm glad – I mean, I'm glad aliens haven't taken over yet. I – I think there is definitely intelligent life, whatever it may look yeah, like. Yeah, I don't think aliens are going to get a chance to take over. Uh, we're going to... We'll just give it to them. Nah, we'll, <laughs> we'll probably just sell it to them to pay off our debt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just take us to Mars. We're just going to... We need to get out of here. Yeah. What is your... Uh, what's your MGK stance? I like him. Why? No reason. Oh, are you going to talk shit about him? Not now. <laughs> Okay, well, why don't you say I'll I'll rebuke. Why don't you say why you don't like him? I don't know. I just it's not that I don't like him. I don't. I just I don't understand it. I don't understand. Okay. I re, you know what it is. I really don't understand the twenty seven club coffee club. You know what I don't understand about it? It's loud in there. So I, I went in there to work. You can't work there because it's loud. There's like it's, music playing. I went in there one time, okay. and it was so dumb. I'm. It was just so, so dumb. They have this thing on the One menu. Second. So dumb. Okay. I'm <laughs> glad right, we good. paused for the fourth dumb. Okay, cool. But this is not dumb. There's this thing on the menu. I don't remember what it's called. comes in a little skillet. On the bottom is a hash brown layer. On the top is a sausage layer. And then there's a egg layer. It's so fucking good. I swear it's probably one of the best things I've ever had for breakfast. I don't know what it's called, but it's so good. So good. <laughs> so good way to counter my so dumbs was so good there you go yeah I actually I don't really think I have an opinion about MGK uh, I don't like his music but that, that's not he's not gearing it toward me right Um, I think I yeah I don't think I have a problem with MGK I have a problem with that coffee place 
Okay. I went in there one time, got two coffees and two sandwiches, like 50 bucks. <laughs> We're just talking about inflation and all these uh, Miami Beach paying $55 for a beer. Yes, this is the world we live in today. Oh, that's so dumb. But it's my thought about MGK is like, imagine you're just this skinny, semi ghetto dude living in Shaker Heights or wherever he grew up. And then he's like, Putting in his time. He's like at Agora or he's like at, you know, all these like underground places and just trying to put his name out, passing out CDs on the street. And then 10 years later, he's sleeping with Megan Fox. He's playing at Coachella. Like you can say whatever you want, but like that is a cool rags to riches story. The story is very, very good. And I'll, I've said this multiple times, recorded and not recorded. Yeah. I will never, ever, ever deny Everyone has said he puts on an amazing live show. Yes, he does. Yes. I think for me, it's, and again, it's not really a him thing. It's more of a, it's the coffee thing. Well, the coffee for sure, but it's also a, he started dating Megan Fox and everyone was obsessed and I couldn't figure, I still don't know why. Why? With with him or with her? Either. Two people I did that were kind of known, but not really that globally known, started dating and we just couldn't get enough of it. I couldn't get it. Um, Still don't. I think, honestly, let's go back to the web of the Kardashians because of the weave with Travis Barker and she being friends with Kim and Courtney. It's like, that's how it all media has exploded. But music-wise, this is what I'll say. What I'm most impressed about, I like people that take risks. I like creatives. Again, you're the skinny little white rapper, which was he a great rapper? Like, I don't know. I think he's okay. He's not like like, some of his earlier stuff. Yeah, he's he's fine. I would say, but then he completely switches genres. He goes to the source. He's like with Travis Barker, who is like an undoubtedly amazing musician, and now he's creating this brand new stuff, and it's it seems so genuine. It's like yeah, I just took. I wanted to try something new, and I tried it, and I'm really successful. Like again, love the story. I just feel like I knew you were gonna have an MGK. <laughs> like a, I knew you were gonna have, I knew you were gonna have an opinion that went deeper than just I don't really care. <laughs> oh, I I told you, Joy. The, I, that's why my husband and I work because I'm opinionated about everything, pretty much. But yeah, I am an MGK fan, and I still I like him. I want to be. I just what can't. if the coffee was two dollars cheaper? Would that work? Um, uh, it just it just for me it just wasn't much. Like it was a okay. Ah, I'll say this part after. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it wasn't, no, I'll say it now. Um, I, I had issue with some of the people working there too. Oh. They were um, just trying too hard. You don't like facial piercings? I don't know. I, facial piercings are fine. Okay. Um, It was just, again, same thing. It was just, I'm like, I don't get it. Everyone just okay. take it down a notch. Ain't it? Ain't that big a deal? You know that what else? Okay, so if, if you're gonna try to get something negative out of me, I will say this: that what I think oh, I wasn't is trying to. really stupid. There is a bouncer there, and he like kind of coordinates like when people are allowed to go in and where they can sit. So I went in with friends, and I just thought you could walk in and go to the counter and order a coffee. And you couldn't because I didn't know there was like a line that didn't make sense. And then after you pay, you can't just go sit anywhere you want. He has to like coordinate it. So that is weird. Oh, you could just get a coffee. I just stood in line and then went and sat at the bar. Or Oh, 
Yeah. Maybe maybe it's gotten too big. Maybe the bar is fine, but you can't just go sit in a booth. It was. I don't know. I, I don't remember. I honestly, nothing about it was memorable. You've been too. Although I, I really couldn't it. figure out why there were so many balloons in there. Oh, they always have balloons. I thought like, is there a child's birthday party <laughs> later today? So the girl that does the balloons at at um, Twenty Seven Club is a friend. And oh, they sorry. they do balloons all the time. No, but this is what I'm gonna get into. <laughs> I've been shitting on 27 Club and life coaches. No, and you're involved in both. <laughs> remember how I told you that I'm like I will always find an upside. So she, I just like love this because it blows my mind, and it's it truly tells you you can do, make money in this world doing anything. She does balloon arches, and she makes over seven figures a year. And that's all she does is she builds balloon arches for birthday parties, graduations, corporate events, set 27 club. And that's her business. But like that is these, it's so simple. You just design a balloon arch. You t- I mean, for her, it's it's complex because you have a bunch of moving parts. Like any business has complexities. But that's what I just love about it. It's like that's what you do and you make over multi multiple millions, do- millions of dollars a year. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Isn't it? I'm happy for her. I don't even know her. Yeah. I know. I love it. How can you get mad at somebody that's doing something that seems so kind of simple but is doing really well at it? Agreed. That's why I know I'm like one idea away from my own fidget spinner and I'm just going to be a millionaire. I, I feel like I'm several ideas away from bankruptcy. Oh, God. <laughs> We're like two two horns on the same bull. We're just moving different directions. I desperately directions. want like a side gig and something. I, I want I – want I, I can't think of anything that – that makes sense with my t- talents, and I'm putting that in quotes. Okay. Well, you are about to have a child, so you can just um, monetize your child. You can um, do daddy and me videos on YouTube, and you Ooh. can become like a daddy vlogger. Because I do know I'm some mommy vloggers, oppo- and you I'm make a lot of money. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to, like him having his own page. Yeah, opening just... up presents like he opens toys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those kids make millions. Fuck yeah, they do. Uh huh. Yeah. And that'll almost guarantee as a friend. Oh, Joe. We're coming back why. to this. I don't know why. That is a just a, a, a fear that I will not shake. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm really interested to hear over the course of his life how you, you train him to do that. It's like look everyone in the eyes, shake everyone's hand, and just... Squeeze everyone's hand, too. Squeeze. No limp handshakes. Forcefully insert yourself in every conversation. <laughs> I probably won't tell him that because I don't know how to do that either. <laughs> Just walk up and be like, I know, right? Joe. Everyone's like, okay. Who's this weirdo? Yeah, I don't know. It's a... uh, what do you have coming up? What do I have coming up? Well, for I'm in the thick of my busy season for my businesses. Right. So it's we're food truck season, we're ice cream season. If the weather ever gets above 50 in Cleveland, then we'll be golden. But we'll. We're going too soon. <laughs> That's what I just keep telling myself. And I'm sorry, we actually didn't get too much into remix and. Uh, oh, that's okay. But uh, so, oh, should I do my own kind of commercial? Please. <laughs> you can find us at one one five one two Clifton Boulevard Remix Ice Cream. We blend cereal, ice cream, and all of your favorite treats into a cup, cone, or milkshake. How long have you had that? Um, twenty twenty. So I yeah, I opened three years ago. Oh, perfect. It was a great time. Perfect time to yep. open a business. Yeah. Um, I always tell if anyone asks, it's like I would never, ever, ever, ever do it again. Um, but I am the, I, over the past three years, I've learned so much more about myself than I ever could have ever. 
And so I wouldn't take that back, but I would never have opened another brick and mortar business in 2020. That yeah. was that was pretty traumatic and pretty horrible. But we're here. Well, you wouldn't. What what what, uh, what month in 2020? We opened in September, but we paid our contractor like let's say February 1st. Oh, so we fuck. write this huge check and then shut down what like March 16th. So a project, and then everyone got their. Um, their COVID checks or whatever those things were yeah, called. stimulus. Stimulus checks. So a lot of people weren't working. And, you know, you could say, oh, I'm just not going to work. And it was what it was. So a project that was supposed to take six to eight weeks took six months. And so we didn't open until September. It was a really long, frustrating year. And where that is, too, is that technically Lakewood or is that Cleveland? It's Cleveland. Cleveland, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do know I have heard... Working with Lakewood is also difficult. I've heard that too, but very also difficult. Cleveland is very difficult because I'm not a fan of bureaucracy. I'm not a fan of red tape. I'm not a fan of having to beg people to do their jobs when they should just do them because that's what they're getting paid for. So, um, yeah, that was hard. That was really hard. But it's, you know, it's like a Band-Aid. It's once we did the stuff we needed to do, then it's been, yeah. it's other hard, but not that, you know. That's cool. Yeah. I'm glad. Thanks. So, yeah, really that's been glad. fun. So that's what's coming up is, like, definitely getting into our busy, fun season. Um, I'm growing a child, which is, like, fucking crazy. So Fuck. that's wild. That's so wild to think um, about, isn't it? Yeah. There's a, um, I don't know if you, well, you probably, you probably know this, but I, I knew about, like, you know, being able to see like the baby, like kind of bumping the belly. Yeah. But I didn't know about these little roll things. Oh. Where basically they'll like they'll poke up and then move. So basically, my wife's stomach, entire stomach, will just kind of roll across. Like an aliens in there. Yes. I was Wild. not ready for that. I still haven't gotten used to it. I still have not gotten used oh, to it. Oh, well, I'm clearly like I'm far from that stage, but it was really weird to see this like little alien on the screen and then you see the heartbeat and you're like, oh, wait, wait, till they wait get, that's real. What, what they can do to like with the 3D pictures. Yes. It's weird. Can man. you see the face shape yes. and like the nose and yes. stuff? Yes. That blows me away. It is so fucking wild. Like they yeah. showed me that. I was like, oh. I was not ready for that. I thought it was just me like a blurry, that's where he is. I wonder if he comes out, if he'll really look like that picture. I don't know. I think he's going to come out with a full head of hair because me and my wife both did. Really? Yeah. Does she have heartburn? No. Okay. I've heard that's a sign. Oh, really? Yeah. If you have bad heartburn, then the baby has a lot of hair. Oh. I just know that we both came out with a lot of hair. Okay. So he might come out like with a ponytail. How could he never have friends? He's gonna have a man bun in delivery. He will have plenty of friends. I know, but man buns. There are some negatives to that. Oh, not the way I see it. Well, some people can pull that off. Some people can pull off man buns. Yeah. Does your husband have a man bun? No. Oh my god, he's like the opposite. He's like short, like crew cut hair. Oh, you said he's a CPA? He's a CPA. Yeah, he's the farthest thing from a he's man bun. He's the opposite of a man <laughs> bun, axe wielding, like mountain man that I read about in romance novels. But that's what I would dream about is a nice, you know, a nice man bun. Axe wielding CPA. Yep. Good for you. Yeah, Big I know. Burly dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Nice, nice. nice. Just find our, our dream people, you know? <laughs> Well, I'm really glad you came. I hope. Uh, Me too. Uh, again, I, well, this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. As soon as, as, soon as you started in the talking, best way. Was, in the best way, amazing. I knew, but I was like, I know I'm not going to get the stuff that I want to talk about because <laughs> you and I are going to start going, and we're, well, you're just going to have to come back. So yes, round two, and I feel like we covered everything from confetti to politics, Kardashians, MGK. I mean, there was really a topic that was 
Nothing was off limits today. Yeah, no. Oh, nothing ever is. We did the damn thing. Yeah, we did. I do appreciate you coming. Where can everybody find your stuff? Um, well, you can find Confetti, A Confetti-Filled Life, anywhere where you listen to podcasts. So that would be Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google. Um, and then you can always come to Remix Ice Cream and Cereal Bar on Clifton or book us on our cookie dough food truck, um, which is clevelandcookiedough.com. Yes. Again, thank you. I really do appreciate you coming. This was a yes. lot of fun. It was so fun. So we'll uh, once uh, once my baby gets here, and then once you grow yours a little bit more, yes, maybe we'll have like a a, a, a summer update as far as what's going on. Love that. Because I'm gonna need probably about three to five weeks just to get used to the norm. Yeah. Of uh, what our schedule is gonna be like, but we're gonna be walking them all over the place. So I'm sure we'll Good. make our way to you. So. Yes, I hope that. Well, cool. Well, again, thank you very much for coming on. You got it. That's it. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>